in that case. How many people that you saved have you saved? Wait, I... Never mind. Does your thing really stand for hope? Yes, it does. But it looks like an S. Yes, it's meant to. It's meant to wind like a river. It comes and goes. My... A man I knew used to say that hope is like your car keys. Easy to lose, but if you dig around, it's usually close by. Did you ever find a hippo? No, that's not hippos. Have a show <laughs> this movie <laughs> all right so okay what you know I, I i blew my load on the outtakes for uh the thing to open the show but uh my man my mind panicked things are going well so far it's all it's all working out here um mm-hmm. but we we have to we have to address the the elephant in this digital room here um Ross, your your background, <laughs> your background today. <laughs> Stephen, is there a way to take a picture of yeah of the, yeah, uh, the Skype so. session here? Mm-hmm. I'll um, look for one. You keep going. Okay, um, Ross, you've joined us today to discuss the uh, controversial. Oh, there we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> we'll post this to the, the social media, the Altas Pod social media accounts. Oh yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, your uh, your background today is of one Mr. Henry Cavill in the role of Superman. Specifically, <laughs> from the beginning of the 2017 Justice League film. And it's a picture of his uh, digital upper lip, of course. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Re-CGI'd to remove the mustache. However, you've decided to replace the, his mustache <laughs> on your very own lip. <laughs> It's you like normally, such dedication. Yeah. Sexy. You, you typically don't have facial hair for the no. most part. However, you've stepped up to the goddamn plate <laughs> <laughs> in a way that is uh, going to be humbling. Humble, humbling. Wow. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Humbling for all of our future guest hosts. <laughs> you have a mustache. Henry Cavill has a mustache that's replaced via CGI. It's, you know what? Uh, whenever you hopped on the call this morning, Stephen and I had a nice, hearty, hearty chuckle. And uh, oh my I'm God, going to implore so our guests to check out the social media accounts to uh, to see this. We're looking at this the entire record. And <laughs> so <laughs> just keep that in mind. This is, what we, this is what we have going on. So whatever cogent, thought-provoking point you make today. We have Henry Cavill in the background, just looking at his mouth agape. Everything I say will be undercut by this. Yes. (laughs) I like how you're Vanna Whiting. Yeah, his mouth. (laughs) Uh huh. His awkward mouth. Yeah, I I was trying to think of a joke, and this is the best thing I came up with, so this is going to have to carry me through the podcast. It's perfect. Just imagine everything I say is really funny because of this. (laughs) I mean, it's working so far, (laughs) honestly. Yeah. No, it's really no big deal. I I don't go anywhere or do anything, so growing a mustache is really just no big deal. Uh (laughs) It doesn't like anyone sees me except for my wife, and she doesn't care. Yeah. I was going to ask, does she she mind the mustache? Is this going to be a thing? She says she thinks it's funny. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Sure. (laughs) 
Wow, must be nice. Oh, good. Must be nice. <laughs> she said it itches, but that's another story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hell yeah. She got <laughs> some tickets to the mustache riot, huh? That's right. Yeah. It tickles. She, she gave him back. <laughs> it uh, it's it's weird. I I want to I I want to keep it though. I I enjoy it. I really enjoy stroking it. Um, oh yeah, you look good stroking uh, just it. Just like a like a like a Frenchman or something. It's not long mm-hmm. enough to, but uh, maybe one day. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of fun. That'd be amazing. Like post COVID, you go back to work and you have like a fucking like huge like curly mustache you could twirl at work. People are like, wow, um, he really went for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I work in the oil and gas industry, so everybody there is a, a stodgy, uptight. Um, um, let's see, someone might hear this from work. They're all great. <laughs> and I work with great people at work. No, they're they're, they're fine. They're just you know, uh, old white people. So mm-hmm. they're uh, mm-hmm. you know, my 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 boss this week on a on a call was talking about how he has to go to Austin and how he's afraid to go to Austin because um, I they keep I it guess weird. hipsters. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't, but, I don't trust uh, them. They wear plaid. Yeah. I don't like it. He was mad that uh, he went to a brewery and all the beer tasted sour because I guess he was drinking IPAs. But it's like, well, I mean, don't get an IPA. I don't know. Like, <laughs> That's amazing. It's like not, somebody like carefully crafted that for a certain group of people. Yeah. And then some dude's like, I like Bud, but I like Bud uh, Lime. I don't know what this shit is. You know? <laughs> Uh, Fantastic. He made a joke, uh, really funny, and I mean really funny, and that it wasn't funny at all, but about how um, the women have longer armpit hair than the hair he has on his head, mm. which yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's, I guess it's a joke. Are <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do Austin women really, I mean, I know they keep it weird, but do they keep it hairy? I, I so. like noticed a trend. But also, you know? it's like, he's got to be like in his like 60s, I would say. At least late fifties, so like mm-hmm. he probably at least experienced some of the seventies, which mm-hmm. they had long armpit hair back then. So I don't know. I don't. I, He's like not those goddamn hippies. I didn't hang out with them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with their armpit hairs. <laughs> he kept saying, uh, "I better shut my mouth. I don't want to get myself in trouble." And I think he was like throwing shade directly at me because I'm <laughs> the only person like. <laughs> under 50 on the team so i was just like okay i'm not gonna say anything he's like ross don't report me wink wink (laughs) i'm like i don't care i just i want another job anyways i don't give a shit (laughs) maybe cut that out (laughs) no one's gonna hear this i mean yeah that's the thing but sometimes we'll uh sometimes we'll say stuff and be like um man i hope i hope so and so i I know doesn't listen to this and I'm like, Oh, well they, they won't. So that's <laughs> yeah. pretty, that's pretty cool. Makes yeah. it a little bit easier that way. I'm hoping they listen to my, uh, the star Wars Christmas special episode oh, first yeah. and just decide to never listen to it again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Get them locked. Well, in yeah. You early. have to keep, you have to keep it in the like tie cannon listen front to back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's the only order. way it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Stephen, what do you say we start this fucking thing? All right, we're doing it. I'm Stephen. I'm Brent. Welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. Mm-hmm. And as you just heard, what? hey, easy, easy, oh. no spoilers. Even though I've said your name multiple times, first and last. 
<laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's going well. It's going well so far. It's a good record. People like recording early morning on a Sunday. It always works. It's the Lord's Day. That's what throws everyone off. But hey, again, uh, we've got Ross Lichtai joining us on this episode to discuss the 2017 Justice League film? Question mark. Uh, Ross, welcome back to the show. Thank you for Thank you. joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, now, up until recently, I believe the the case was that you had not seen this film. Question mark. Is that correct? I never finished this film. Oh wow! <laughs> you, I like this. You, you had started it, but then you made it. How yeah. far did you make it the first time? I think I turned it off somewhere around the flash scene where Bruce goes and meets uh, uh, Barry Allen for the first time. Oh, good scene to stop. Um, yep. <laughs> you can say that about any part of the movie, Brent. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I just hit that scene and I was like, this isn't for me. <laughs> you just yelled nope. I'm a longtime comic book nerd. I've I've read more comics than I can probably mm -hmm. count to. Um, I love uh, DC and I, I love uh, the Justice League and uh, this movie just, um, I couldn't do it, <laughs> but, uh, fun story. I did watch it a second time. Uh, whenever Brent first asked me to come on for this, I watched it and, um, uh, about two weeks ago and then realized last week, um, at some point that I couldn't remember any of it. Um, mm. uh -oh. <laughs> just everything about that movie just vacated out of my brain. And so I had to watch it. I guess for a second, second and a half time. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So I've seen this movie two and a half times. And uh, <laughs> I I had to take notes this time because I knew I would forget what happened in it because um, it's forgetful. It It is forgetful. It is. Stephen, go yeah, ahead. I didn't know too. Like I had forgotten, like rewatching it. I'd forgotten so much of it because whenever I first watched it, Brent showed it to me and we were hammered. And that was a really good way <laughs> to watch it. But then I realized, like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't remember what happened. Uh, so <laughs> were you sober during these visits to this movie land? Sober-ish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, sober as I get these days yeah, in yeah, quarantine, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. and, gotcha. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, like, on uh, episode 19 of our show, uh, let's talk about stuffing. Um, I <laughs> talked about going to see so stupid, this I love it. film again question mark in theaters and uh i got a cherry coke but uh, i snuck a little uh, fireball whiskey in with me and i poured it in it i had myself a good time watching this nice. movie and i came back and i reported on the episode hey it's a fun movie i liked it and then i uh i remember having to show it to you Stephen, when you came up to oklahoma and i was like real embarrassed i was like oh you know what i think this i think i made a mistake i think i think it was i think it was wrong and then uh we watched it, it was a fireball we talked to, yeah <clears throat> excuse me and then we talked about it on episode 60 yawn of justice uh where mm. uh, we talked about it we were uh, we were both hung over <laughs> trying to get through it i oh, re-listened to that episode this, this that was week. tough and uh, it was tough like i had the microphone that i used like turned on to where it was only recording like my side of it and yours was like you were mm -hmm. like practically in another room uh about i, I was in another room yeah proportions yeah we had to take some breaks there's was, there's was some uh some editing that took place during that episode however I was very hungover you know what we're, we're going back and re-watching these dceu movies uh starting with man of steel we did bvs recently as well with dave roberts and uh then you and i continued to bitch about it on that next episode uh, but i thought it'd be good to kind of tie up this trilogy of films question mark 
by discussing this, you know, with a, a third party, Ross, which is why you're back on the show. And honestly, I just wanted you to finally watch this thing because <laughs> I we need to commiserate with somebody mm. over this this thing, especially since the Snyder Cut is is now out. It came out on this past Thursday. I haven't seen any of it. Um, have either of you guys seen the Snyder Cut at this point? No. For us, no. Interesting. No. Uh, <laughs> I have seen the Snyder Cut. And have, you, have you seen all of it? I have now seen all of it. Wow. And uh, I, I watched the original Justice League, and then like the next day or two, uh, I, I started the Snyder Cut. I watched it over three days, uh, which is a good way to do it. It's, it's like in six chapters. You can watch like one at a time, like 45 minutes. That, that helps. Uh, it is much better thousand times better than this movie but uh in wow, my okay. brain right now <clears throat> i've been watching a lot of fringe you know and it's like <clears throat> excuse me i've been watching a lot of fringe and it's like two realities and i feel like in my brain there's like one world that got the whedon cut and one world that got the snyder cut <laughs> and my brain is in the middle and i remember yeah. both it's like i, I time traveled but i remember the original reality and the new one and I'm like, I'm going to cross over at some point and I don't want to spoil anything, but like things are different and it's yeah. weird in my brain to like make sense of it. So before this show, I was like, I got to remember what this this one is. So I just like went and watched it for like 30 minutes, like on fast forward. I just kept like skipping around to be like, what even happens in the Whedon version? So uh, this will be interesting for me for sure. But uh, I, I do recommend the Snyder version, uh, especially after this this one wow what a crazy what a crazy world we're living it's, in man it's insane man <laughs> you're like the flash you are like the flash steven there's lightning all around you <laughs> for for reasons you don't understand you don't understand why but it's just there your mom's dying and your dad's going to prison <laughs> all right tell me this because i do wonder about i i forget what we had talked about with the flash is that lightning thing a snyder thing or is that his thing is that always there but real quick, Ross, I've I've had to explain this to Steven because like you and I, we grew I up on DC Comics and everything, and that has just been like part of the Flash's like design whenever he runs. There's just like lightning all around because he's fast, lightning is fast, so there's <laughs> lightning. You know, he's not like Thor or Storm where you can well control he, it. I mean, kind of like in this mm. movie, he like, kind of summon it, kind of like channels electricity in a way. I don't know. It's it's weird. But that's the main reason is heat's fast, lightning is fast. Is that what do you say to that, Ross? What <laughs> <laughs> say you? Please help. Hmm. He's fast and lightning is flash. Yeah. 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 No, I think I mean, it, it, isn't, fair isn't like part of it like kind of like the speed force is uh is like represented by by lightning a little bit? Like isn't that sort of uh like when he enters the speed force, it's like all like electric around him and stuff or am i yeah and like making he's that a, up? <laughs> with, like in the the comics like his origin was like he was he was in like a, a police lab and he was around all these chemicals and he got hit by lightning so i think that's probably part of it is it's oh well that makes total sense yeah um but are you saying they don't get into that at all in the the whedon cut the whedon cut <clears throat> or do, oh so i'm i'm to understand cut? that it's not not There's, at all addressed in well, either no yeah they never really explained that but i will I was, mm. what i was gonna say was i i do like the flash now even even post the whedon version after watching that i was like i like his uh his comic relief i like that actor i guess i like 
his version of that. And it made me excited for the flash where I'm not, I, I wasn't before, I guess, but mm-hmm. then it helps in the Snyder version too. Like, uh, I liked some of the changes for him and stuff are, are really cool. But, um, yeah, it's like, it's like, I, I knew more of like fast people from X-Men movies or, um, it's really like Quicksilver. So it's either the MCU or the X-Men version. And I was like, they're just fast. So wh- why does this guy have lightning? I just don't understand it. But now mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, but it's cool. And I'm down with that. Like it looks neat. And, uh, yeah, and it's like a stylistic more. thing. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah. I think it's like Ross said, like they kind of talk about that. I, I kind of missed that the first time I watched it, probably because I was hammered. Uh, but it's like they talk <laughs> about like he's like he tries to explain, to, I think, Batman or, or Bruce or whatever at the time. He's like trying to explain like what he's doing. Like uh, he mentions it's like this kind of like reality on top of reality or whatever, you know, of that. Mm-hmm. What, whatever you called it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it, it kind of makes sense to so- me now. So you en- you en- you enjoyed Ezra Miller's portrayal of, of the Flash? Uh, yeah. Huh. I this is this will be interesting. I, uh, I not having not having any anything to do with the Flash at all. Not caring about that character or other actors or or other portrayals. Mm-hmm. I was like, I got what they were. I got it more this time than I did before, and I was mm-hmm. yeah, I was okay with his performance. He he definitely has. Among the characters, he definitely has a distinct personality that sets him apart from the other characters, mm-hmm. I say. So, I say. So, um, <laughs> I I could I could see that. Like, I, I liked him, like, the first time I saw this. And then I feel like when I rewatched it last night, I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not into this. <laughs> so, I feel like I vacillate, like, back and forth, like... Each each time I rewatch this movie, it's like my brain resets, and I'm like, "Do I like this? I don't. I don't know. I don't know." We got some uh, some big things to discuss, I think. But yeah, yeah. I had a sure. specific yeah. note about that, which is: Is Ezra Miller good at playing annoying, or is he just annoying? Oh, and I totally give you that. And they they play like, that up so much in the Whedon one that he's like really awkward. Yeah. Right. And I think that was maybe my point was like, am I mm-hmm. supposed to like him? Because they're kind of presenting him as like a character that you want to be like, dude, sh- shut up. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Just mm-hmm. stop it for a minute. Like you don't have to be like on 24 mm-hmm. seven. But but then I was like, well, maybe that's what they're going for. So like if, if that's what they're if that's their goal, then I guess mm-hmm. mission mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we like Ross, said, first. you know, do you watch uh, Ross? Do you watch the Flash TV show? Do you like that version? I, I guess. Like the f- first three seasons and <clears throat> well that's a whole nother thing i have problems with i mm-hmm. did like that portrayal of barry allen a little bit better mm-hmm. um because especially in the comic books where because a lot of this comes from where I, i'm sure brent can relate where like we've spent <laughs> 30 years of our lives um uh entrenched in like this one uh portrayal of a character and then to see like you know, they're, they're finally like their big screen debut, which is ostensibly like, kind of like, here's how the rest of the world is going to kind of know them from here on Mm -hmm. out. Like it's such a wildly different take on the character that I'm kind of like, this doesn't feel like, 
you know, what I grew up with and, and what, yeah. what felt like the, uh, like kind of the tried and true portrayal of the character, which, mm-hmm. which I think, I think more than, more than, uh, the flash, I think Superman falls victim to that more than anything. Yes, queen. Yes. <laughs> that's what I've been, that's what I've been bitching about in these DCEU movies. They're just like, uh, they make Superman like so hopeless and grim. It's just like, that's not what that's, specifically not what he is <laughs> that's specifically not what he is like yeah. he is like the best of humanity he is that's the super part he, of the man would you say he's a good dude I, you know what <laughs> i heard somebody say that on a podcast once i think i'm willing to adopt that hey, superman honestly just a good dude just i think this guy dude. trademarked it i don't know quite possibly the best dude that's ever existed uh and um yeah that's that's really it, it's like if uh, now that we all know uh the world overall knows what Captain America is. He's not just like a, um, a political like puppet or whatever. Um, people understand like the heart and um, the, uh, the drive behind Captain America. Um, it's like if they rebooted the Marvel, uh, the MCU and Captain America was just like out there, just like straight up, just killing guys, you know? And it's just like very grim and dour. That's like, like with an ultimate version yeah, yeah. Uh, like in the comics, they re, uh, they did like a, a parallel universe retelling of mm. uh, the origins of a lot of the Marvel properties. And yeah, Cap was very much a... Um, uh, I liked it at the time. Boy, I bet that does not hold up well. <laughs> well see, okay, here's the thing. And, and this sort of like... Okay, for the, D, for the DC Cinematic Universe, okay, you want your Superman to be the version that is like the quote-unquote like true version or the version that has worked for the past, how long has Superman been around? Like 70, 80 years? Mm-hmm. Like, like you, I, I would think that if I'm, if I'm in charge of Warner Brothers and I'm saying, okay, here's how we're going to define Superman. I would say find the version that works and that has worked for the longest time. And then maybe if we want to do a little spinoff movie, we want to do a little Red Sun action. We want to do like an Injustice mm. thing or something. You have the baseline. But I think that that DC isn't establishing the baseline, so you have nothing to to sort of uh, play it off of. And I think like with with Ultimate Cap, it's like the the reason Ultimate Cap was kind of fun was because we still had the six one six Cap, which mm-hmm. was fun and interesting in his own unique way. And then we got to see like a a different take on Cap that was more mm-hmm. like okay, well, what if he really was like just a straight up World War II soldier? Who wasn't afraid to like kill people and probably do things that World War II soldiers were willing to do, and then that's that's fun to see because you get you still know that you've got like the the character and you understand why the differences make him unique. Whereas I think with like the the DCEU, or as I call it, the DCU version. Oh my god, mm-hmm. we've said yeah. that before. Wow, <laughs> wow, it's, it's all weird happening. That you and Brett are friends. I don't get it. I don't get. It. <laughs> do we grow up together? No. Probably not. But, uh, uh, and, then, and then to see, you know, this this version of Superman, which is like not, I think it's a valid take on Superman to say like, well, what if he was kind of this like stoic alien that w- whatever, but but without establishing the the <laughs> copyrighted good good dude to Superman, mm-hmm. um, this version kind of feels like, well, what what makes this guy unique? Why mm-hmm. is he why is he supposed to be the paragon on which all the other takes on superman are are kind of based because i i I just think that that you miss out on so much not making him the 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 good guy who never kills who 
would sacrifice his own life if it meant, you know, saving even a bad guy's life, you know, because he just doesn't want anyone to die ever. Mm-hmm. And I think Superman, the, the 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 classic Superman, with Zod or something like that, he would have probably given up his own life before he would have killed Zod. He would have let Zod kill him before. Like, I, I, he, he, he just has such that moral compass um, in him that, that he can't not be that thing. And I think this Superman is just sort of like, yeah, I guess it's a more realistic take on it, but I don't want to see a realistic take because the Superman that everybody loves and that everybody grew up with isn't a realistic take. That's what makes him unique is because he's completely not realistic. He's completely idealistic. And, and I don't know. I I think that it just, it's, it's not my Superman hashtag. Um, Uh, Wow. (laughs) I did that. That just happened. Yeah, I like this. Uh, yeah, you can, if you want to finish, yeah, please. No, I'm just rambling at this point. Go ahead. <laughs> I like this take of it because uh, it's I couldn't quite pinpoint of like, why don't I like this? And it is because it's like they're just presenting this new Superman version without any reverence for like what came before or any like they're not like calling the fact that like we all know a Superman this way. And they're just like, Oh, we're going to do it this way now. And that's, that's unique wink. And it's like, it's mm. no, it's not. <laughs> You're just going against what the character is. And like with no juxtaposition, it's weird. I, I find it would be so much more interesting to me to watch the Superman we know and love and, and some sort of justice league environment. And then, like you said, like to do an adaptation of, something that's a darker version of one of those stories would be really cool, but you need that baseline and they're just ignoring it. And it just like really like doesn't make any sense when you're watching it. Well, I think an issue with Superman as a character is people, I think it's like poor writing is honestly the thing because like with Superman, you put him in a predicament where he's got two options. He can do option a or option B and both of them can have dire consequences, but he's Superman, so he comes up with an option C, and that kind of resolves mm-hmm. everything. Um, I think it just takes a better writer to to make that work. And honestly, okay, I'll do it. Fine. I'll wow. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> Selfless. <laughs> Fine. It's very Superman guys. of you. <laughs> just back up the Brinks truck. I'll, I'll fucking see what I can do. Let's see what it is. <laughs> Ta- Ta-Nehisi Coates, take a seat. <laughs> let me let me take care of this for you. Let me do some heavy lifting. Let me show lifting. you how to write, okay? Yeah. Let me see your script. I'll I'll give it a pass. Punch yeah. up some jokes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, I I would be interested to see basically what I what I got out of this rewatching of like Man of Steel into BVS Ultimate Edition and then into this. It's like Brent and I were kind of approaching it, like he said, like a new trilogy uh, outside of the rest of the DCEU. It's like, what's this vision? And I feel like the Snyder Cut uh is a better like cap to that whole trilogy and it works better overall just like the Mm -hmm. ultimate edition improved on bvs uh it's like there's a better story there but like once i was watching all of it i was like i got way more into it than i ever had before um so much to the fact i would i think i could say that i liked the Zack snyder cut as a movie incredible i know i don't know that i'd watch it a lot but I I, yeah. I I liked it more, right? Like, that's the weird thing is, like, at the end of the day, I'm still not really just sold on this version. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like, uh, Ross, I, had, I was curious for you, uh, being a big comics fan, we had asked our uh, last guest, Dave, 
uh, about some comic recommendations because I'm like, I just feel like I'm not really sold on the DC characters. Like I've always liked Batman. I grew up with Superman movies and I liked him at the time, but like revisiting him lately was kind of like, they're not that great. They're, they're really like just a lot of fluff and everything. Uh, and I'm like, I bet there's a justice league story out there that I'd really like, but I haven't seen it in these movies, you know? Um, and so I'm like, uh, we had talked about some of like the, the animated features from DC are, are better than their live action seem to be. And then, uh, some of the comics and stuff. So if you have recommendations for either the animated ones or, or comics that I can see, like what you like about the justice league, uh, that'd be great because right now I'm like, I'm not getting it. Yeah. Well, you got a pen and paper. <laughs> I got a pad. Uh, well, you've got things like, uh, uh justice league, the nail, um, Ooh, which okay. is a great story. Um, and you can really see that they go, they kind of go into, uh, kind of what makes Superman uh, unique, at least in the Justice League. Uh, you got All-Star Superman, which I guess isn't really a Justice mm-hmm. League story, but I think it's like probably the best portrayal of Superman, and it shows... Mm-hmm. It's like a blueprint on how to do Superman right, which is the thing gotcha. that, that I think that, especially like... Brent, you and I, we were like Marvel kids growing up. And yeah. so we always mm-hmm. kind of looked at like the DC characters as like, like <laughs> your granddad superheroes, you know, like yeah. they're, they're just like, they feel kind of one note and they don't feel mm. unique or special or anything like that. But I think that's, I think that's actually what makes them unique and special is that they're like archetypes of, of everything else that we've enjoyed. Um, and I think like going to that kind of like pure well and seeing someone who can do it really great um i would argue that, that that doing these like kind of simple simplistic characters which compared to like marvel i would say like justice league they're more simplistic and pure than like the avengers the avengers are mm-hmm. messy and they're human and they have interpersonal conflicts and justice league is like kind of this like pure superhero team but i would argue that it's actually more difficult to do a good like pure superhero story than it is to you know interject like human emotions into things Mm -hmm. um and and i think again that's kind of comes back to where like superman is is unique is he is the ultimate good guy and so you think well that sounds kind of boring that doesn't sound that interesting but if you go and read something like all-star superman grant morrison shows you why or how to tell an interesting story using a pure good guy. And it's really difficult. Like it, mm-hmm. it seems like it would be incredibly difficult because you can't just tell a normal story. You have to tell a story about, um, an ancient God coming back to give your girlfriend a necklace and then he kidnaps your girlfriend and then you have to answer riddles to get her, but you know, like, like we've all been to, there. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Tales all this time. Yeah. Um, you, you, you kind of have to elevate their their stories into like mythological status as opposed to just telling a grounded story, which is mm. probably easier. But to tell a big mythologically, you know, important story is um, obviously difficult because not that many people can do it very well. But mm. um, and then I, I think, you know, I heard uh, Dave last week also recommend like um, – uh, Kingdom Come is, which is a great mm-hmm. one, but Kingdom mm-hmm. Come is also one of those that kind of require some knowledge on like the characters and who they are and why they are what they are before you can kind of like fully enjoy it. I think, but mm-hmm. I think if you like all of Grant Morrison's Justice League run, which mm-hmm. I think they've got it collected out there somewhere, is really good. Uh, I think Grant Morrison really understands the the DC characters and what makes them tick but you've also cool. got your mark wades you got your cure Busick's, you got your um 
Uh, help me out here, Britt. Uh, who else is <laughs> Jeff Johns? Nancy um, Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Chuck Schumer. Um, that I. Did I do it? I, I would do a fugue state. I don't know. I would I be know amazed. I would. I would love if I went out there and it's like, oh, she wrote, she wrote one. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. Uh, there was, there's a specific Wonder Woman story written by Greg Rucka and art by J.G. Jones, I believe it's called Wonder Woman the Hikata or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I think this is a made up word. I've never heard it spoken aloud before. Um, but it's her like taking in um, a, a woman who had like, uh, she's like a I don't what is this what am I talking about so she's trying to like protect this girl who like comes to her for help um, Batman is trying to like stop her she did like something illegal I can't quite remember what it was but Wonder Woman has to protect her uh, because uh, this lady pleads Hikata or whatever the fucking thing is and so based on that Wonder Woman based on like the tenants of the mascara or whatever has to like protect her at all costs. And it's a, a good, like wonder woman, Batman story. Uh, they're mm. both like heroes, but they're both trying to do, uh, or, uh, you know, justice or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I don't well, so this is the thing. Here. Like I, I wonder woman in particular, because the movies are pretty much all that I've ever known of that character. And I didn't like either of the movies that came out with her. Um, and then uh, again with this like trilogy of them, like I was trying to explain it to my wife to try to like get my thoughts before this. So we'll see how well I do here, but it's like in my head, uh, it's interesting that you said, I guess that you have to make it almost like so mythological because these characters are so pure and kind of different than Marvel's ones. But I liked Marvel stuff because it's more like localized at first. Like eventually there's like big aliens and ships and stuff, but like it kind of works better than this one. And then this one, I was like, there's just not a whole lot of, um, you don't get a whole lot of backstory for each person leading up to the justice league. So I was like, it starts in man of steel with an alien who fights other aliens. And then it goes to BVS where it's like, Oh, Batman's going to fight that alien, but there's more aliens. <laughs> And but, then in, but also, yeah. it's a Batman who's had 20 years worth of adventures that you yes. will never see. That sounds way not more interesting than everything we get <laughs> in the movies, right? Like, yeah. they show, like, the Joker has, like, written the ha-ha-ha or whatever, like, on that Robin suit. And I'm like, I want to watch that. Like, <laughs> they just talk about, like, this Batman has, like, 20 years and stuff. Like, there's it felt like a missed opportunity where it's like they go so epic so fast that mm. I'm like, yeah, that's great. But, like, what... Are, is the Justice League ever going to have like a more contained story? That's what I guess I was looking for. And then they're just like, no, there's like aliens upon aliens. And it's just like so big that I, I to me, it's like, man, I really wish I could get more of just the Justice League, I guess, uh, instead of this mm -hmm. big overarching thing, uh, which is where I'm not I'm not sure that I like Zack Snyder's vision overall. But it is what we get. It's like these are the ones I would watch, you know? Yeah. But they definitely didn't earn this movie like Marvel did. Marvel, <laughs> Marvel yeah, yeah. earned the Avengers. Like they yeah. put the work in to build that up and they executed it perfectly. And then yeah. DC came in and came in and thought, we got three movies. We can, <laughs> we can cross like 12 characters over, right? That's cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How much time should we spend introducing the new ones? None. Can we do just none? None no, at you all. Sure, none. Just yeah, wait, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, they, wait, wait, wait. Batman, yeah. how about he tries to kill one of them and then he becomes <laughs> Justice League. Totally cool. <laughs> like I was thinking, like, what if, what if 
What if Bruce had got that wrong and that like was like one of like uh, Barry Allen's friends or something that like or like, somebody that didn't have powers or maybe his powers like didn't work that <laughs> like he had the to something to activate yeah. his powers and Bruce just like flung a uh, a razor sharp batarang right at his head and just like killed him right then and there. <laughs> I want to see that such version. A bizarre. <laughs> I, I was blown away that that happened because, you mm-hmm. know, Bruce is supposed to be smart. That was so dumb. Yep. Well, <sighs> look, before we get too far into Justice League talk, even though we've been doing it for quite some time at this point, I want to screech that to a halt uh, because this <laughs> is let's talk about stuff and uh, switch gears because fuck it. Um, can we can we talk about one division real quick? Um, mm-hmm. The sure. all nine episodes have, have come out. Um, first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier is out as well. Um, it's weird that. Like when they announced the Snyder cut and it was coming out on a Thursday, the 18th, I was like, that's weird. I wonder why. Then I realized it's because Falcon and Winter Soldier <laughs> comes out like the next day. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess we're going to have to do battle on these. Um, I certainly have 49 minutes. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have 49 minutes in my schedule. I don't know about four hours. So, um, <laughs> but that's it. Uh, let's, let's talk about WandaVision since uh, we've all seen it. So, spoilers ahead on this. Um, we, I, I believe. It's fair to say that we all enjoyed it, mm-hmm. right? It was good. So, um, Stephen, I know you've been clamoring to discuss this for quite some time. Do you want to kick this bitch off? Yeah. So I love whenever Batman shows up, and then okay. Wonder Woman's See, this there. This is why. This is why I need you to to focus on what you're watching <laughs> What's up? and take notes because Bat- I'm pretty sure. Don't I? I could be wrong. Maybe one of the trick or treaters in the background of that one episode was a Batman. That I don't actually know. Actually, could happen. Yeah. That'd be great. That'd be a better Justice League movie. There's just like a bunch of kids walking in the background in the Justice League costumes. They're like, wow, good job, Marvel. You did it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Honestly, uh, it was like weeks ago now that I finished yeah. that. Um, so we'll see how much I remember. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was uh, it was just such an interesting show that, again, it just shows what how how much more interesting, like Ross was saying, like the, the MCU is and has done with these things and the like. They just gone so far beyond uh, what I imagined, I guess, going into it. And I really like phase four that they're kind of leading off with this, that they're really Mm -hmm. like they talked about just getting weird and man, they fucking went for it. And I really just think they just nailed it. Um, The like the aesthetic is so different. The the way the story goes and stuff like introducing new characters, giving backstories to people like I really didn't think that Scarlet Witch was going to be like one of my favorite characters when I first saw her and like to see her arc now has been like, wow, I really like Scarlet Witch. Like, yeah. they just do such a good job in the MCU um, of, like, introducing, like, Iron Man. Like, I didn't, I was one of those people that didn't really know about Iron Man before, you know, they started those movies, and then he became one of my very favorites. Uh, and mm-hmm. they've done that over and over again. And, like, as a juxtaposition with Justice League, I was like, who the fuck is Cyborg? Why is he here? <laughs> Why do I care about him? You know, like, they just do such a poor job of that building. Um, whereas with this, it's like, man, there was so much more backstory and, like, growth for that character that uh, that I, I just think they really did so well at. Yeah. I would, I would love if your thoughts on Cyborg ended with, and why does he look like silver rock candy? I don't understand. I mean, why, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> just glowing in the center. I think it's telling that, like, um, because I watched both of those pretty close to each other, that the the final the fight scene in Justice League is like all like uh, booyah and yeehaw, which I think are actually two words that are actually <laughs> spoken out loud during the final fight scene. Um, of course, naturally. Versus um, WandaVision, which had um, 
two androids discussing the ship of thesis like mm-hmm. <laughs> i think that perfectly encapsulates like um sort of the uh the the intent going into these where i think wb is like make a blockbuster just make something big explosions though lots of mm-hmm. you know whatever in your face high octane but don't make it too high octane where it's like enjoyable make it like kind of medium octane um <laughs> yeah versus marvel which is like hey let's take like a really strong theme write it the whole way through and then give it a satisfactory ending <laughs> like yeah what an which interesting is, you know, what concept you're supposed to do with a story um, <laughs> yeah one would think um it it's weird to me that some of the criticism i've i've heard certain places it's like oh it's marvel of course it ends in like a big special effects battle it's like yeah it's like it's a superhero show um and lest we forget the first two episodes of this we're in black and white and styled as like (laughs) 50s like sitcoms right like i think they've they've earned the ability to have some like cgi fighting in this superhero (laughs) show set in this universe filled with superhero fighting like that's not a big and ross like you said like the ship of theseus thing like that's like sure the the two visions first of all that that white vision holy shit i never thought i never thought we'd see it steven is something from the comics see that's uh, i wondered about that yeah Yeah. i miss out they Mm -hmm. they they uh cgi'd out his maga hat but he's still white (laughs) and i was really struggling to call him white vision i didn't know if that was what we were going to call him or not as like a society yeah Yeah. (laughs) because the white vision sounded out yeah when I saw that white vision, I was like yelling. My wife was like, what, what, what's wrong? <laughs> I'm so happy. And that's when you started extruding the mustache. On your upper lip. <laughs> you, just like, you became a man that day. But, but also like, yeah, it's, it's, it's the two of them, like two logical beings who mm-hmm. finally figure out and have this discussion. And man, it's just like so good. Like CGI fighting aside, like the acting or the acting in the show is tremendous. The storytelling in it is tremendous. Like the whole thing is fucking good. And like setting up the thing with the runes in a confined space, giving the witch oh, a yeah. uh, like limited, or only one witch control. And then like paying that off in that last episode with all these fucking giant, like when I saw those runes in the background, I was like, Oh shit, you get it girl. You get it. <laughs> I was like, Holy fucking shit, man. It's just and very then, like, cool. Yeah. Very inventive. It, it was, it's very cool. And then like also uh, Wanda knowing that everything's going to come crumbling down around her and still like being like petty and just like straight up cruel and locking Agatha in like her character for the rest of like eternity or whatever. That's like that's that shows some like growth and in, in like a, a very like dark way for her. Like mm. she's been through a lot in this series. And um, I just really like that. Like even though she's a quote-unquote superhero, she's also, like, pissed off, you know? She's losing a lot during this, so it's... Uh, I, I really like that part of it. Well, see, it's a very, it's a very advanced technique called um, character development, oh. and... Um, oh, let me write this down. It's kind of important. It's, it's a really complicated thing called story development, um, uh, and uh, DC isn't there yet. DC isn't there mm-hmm. yet. They'll get there. <laughs> get there. Like, yeah, it's, it's funny because, um, like for, for this justice league, uh, I, I watched it, um, like the, the, for the completed the first time, watched it one night, then the next night, um, for just whatever reason I, I put on uh, winter soldier and I hadn't seen it in forever. Mm. And mm. 
the difference between those two movies. <laughs> it's like it's like uh, debatably like the best MCU film. Yeah. So it's just boy, the whiplash on that. Holy shit. Probably not fair, but still at the same time, <sighs> it's like you, you can see so many like there are just basic. Same with mm-hmm. WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Basic storytelling elements that just aren't there for Justice League. Mm-hmm. Just just are completely absent. And it's it's mm-hmm. shocking how I don't know. Do I, I, I guess we could probably stay on WandaVision, but uh, but yeah, it's hard to talk about so it. So good. It's yeah. it's mm-hmm. the the whole Quicksilver thing, which I guess apparently um, they had spoiled that uh, uh, the Fox Quicksilver uh, Boner or Tim Boner or whatever his name was, <laughs> which I thought was really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, was going to be a guest star. I didn't I didn't realize it. So I whenever he that. popped up, he, I lost yeah. my mind because of course yeah. i thought that they're gonna they're gonna backdoor in the uh, x-men and that didn't happen but that's fine i do it, mm-hmm. i it's it's enjoyable enough on its own but yeah, yeah. Uh, yes yeah. yeah i thought that was gonna I, be a bigger I, thing too but then i like how it mm-hmm. kind of played out anyway and uh, i'm like they'll, right. they'll come up with something else for the x-men or fantastic four to like be a part of this eventually but it was a fun like wink you know and, and yeah. see marvel understands their fans enough to know this is going to make them speculate about the X-Men. Oh yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. like DC would have never had that kind of foresight to be like, Oh, we'll throw something in to, 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 to make it a red herring because we know how our fans are going to react to this one specific thing. Mm -hmm. And we're going to pull it back to, to, to double surprise them or whatever. And like, Mm -hmm. I would be shocked if that ever happened in a DC movie ever. Yeah, totally. (laughs) It's just like the challengers of the unknown show up on screen and people are just like, what? What is this? Is this a worse Fantastic Four? No, kind of the other way around. But um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say I had heard something about um, uh, a review before I I watched the Snyder cut and they were talking about how why the Snyder verse is kind of hard for like non comic book fans. And it's something that I felt that it was like. They throw in backstory stuff like like the Batman thing and his Jokers like or not, I keep saying Joker, but the, the, like the Robin suit or whatever, where they're mm. like, if you know the comics like this could be like a big wink to the fans. But if you're not, then you're like, you're really just lost. And there mm. are like big things that I'm sure that I just missed, whereas Marvel seems to put more thought into it and it means something. And it's not like you can't just give a wink to comic book fans versus like people that have seen the movies. But there were certain parts that I was like, again, I don't know what this is supposed to mean. Like mm-hmm. I have no context for it. You know, they just kind of miss the boat a lot that way. Well, staying on, on one division real quick. Um, I think Steven, you, you like to binge watch stuff. You're, you're not really a week to week guy yeah, anymore. Yeah. Um, but I do think one division benefited from the week to week watch Ross, like you were saying about the quick silver, like, thing it, that was like at the very end of an episode and then it like goes to credits and you're like what the fuck so having that like speculation and it lasts like all week like i remember seeing articles on like cbr and newsarama speculating about like what this could mean um there were also a lot of like false reporting about like um like robert downey jr and and benedict cumberbatch were supposed to be in the show or like maybe magneto is going to show mm. up and all this stuff and it, it never panned out but the speculation part of it was so much fun. Like just trying to figure out like, Oh, who's going to show up next or like, what does this mean? All of that stuff. What What did you think about that? Steven, did you, you watched it like mostly week to week, right? Yeah. I, I held off for a while. Like I was trying with the Mandalorian, but the same way with that, it's like, I just kept getting so many spoilers. Like I would wake up at seven o'clock the day after it aired at midnight 
and I would get something spoiled for me right away every day. Yeah. And so I finally just watched it because I was like, I can't keep doing this. Like I want mm-hmm. to know. And then an executive, I, yeah. an executive from Disney would be standing in your living room looking at yes. a cell phone, look up at you, lock eyes, and be like, the baby's name is Grogu, and then oh like God. just like walk away. Exactly, and I was, yep. yeah, it was very upsetting. Um, but yeah, and so it was like, I finally got into it. Um, I, I didn't, I still don't like, uh, or I don't need that kind of like water cooler talk like you're talking about, or like the speculation. Mm-hmm. I don't really care for that necessarily, for, for like personally, that I'm like thinking the whole time, like, oh, what's going to happen? I just liked the week to week of kind of like, it was like a Saturday morning cartoon. Like it was like, I got so excited yeah. when it came up every day. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. Amanda got into it eventually, my wife. And so like she, we'd be like on Fridays, she'd be like, she'd come home and be like, let's watch WandaVision. And we were both yeah. really pumped about it, which was cool. Um, mm-hmm. So I liked that aspect of it. And it and it did, it was nice. Like, And I'm looking forward to uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier for the same reason. I, I haven't seen the first episode but i'm like oh that's cool there's like one out and then mm-hmm. like uh, next week will be another one and that's that's just kind of fun um i'm kind of into it now yeah yes yes, yes. um go ahead I ross i think it's good for the show i think it's better for the show to do them weekly because um even for for people like like steven who want to binge watch them like you'll get to eventually just binge watch them you can mm, just wait right. and watch them all at once um versus it when you do it week to week you keep that top of mind awareness which is a which is a business term that i learned <laughs> top of mind awareness uh, um, look i knows business mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. can't you tell look at my mustache <laughs> look, look at it look at his mustache right in its eyes it gives me a lot of confidence in your skills that's for sure <laughs> people do take me more seriously i feel like mm-hmm. with a mustache but um i i think like uh you you, you keep uh, you keep that uh, uh, th- those uh, the theories and stuff. Uh, they're kept alive with the internet. I think week mm-hmm. to week, and so people it solidifies it in your brain more. Where I feel like whenever I binge watch stuff, like I enjoy it, and I might think about it for the next week or two. But after like a month, I'm not thinking about yeah. that binge watch. Like it, it just doesn't. It doesn't stick in my brain like it does whenever i'm watching them week to week because sometimes especially with mandalorian i would usually watch them two sometimes three times mm. in a week because i'm crazy um <laughs> like star wars like that much yeah <laughs> i just love living in that world so much yeah. and i wanted to keep going back mm. to it and so like it would it would help it solidify in my brain so i remember all of those episodes really well whereas if i had been watched them i would have enjoyed them but i think I, it would have just slipped out of my mind after a couple of weeks i just would not have kept thinking about them the way i do whenever they're on for months at a time yeah. And so I think I think it really I think it really helps the longevity of these shows to, to do them week to week. Um, as frustrating as frustrating as it is to be left on like a cliffhanger, uh, I think it's better for the show overall. I think it will help it survive longer. I think Mandalorian wouldn't have been nearly as popular. I think it would have been popular, but I don't think it would have been nearly as popular if it had been all dumped at once. I just don't think it would have been. But what do I know? Yeah, I mean, I think that. Um I was resistant to that sort of thinking, but I'm, I, once I saw the Mandalorian that way more and then, uh, which I also kind of half binge watched and then like kind of caught up and then I was like waiting week to week, but WandaVision, I really, I I think I just missed the first two episodes and then it was like week to week. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I did finally like get into that. Like at first I was just like, I just want to watch everything I want to watch, just release it all. And, and I also mm-hmm. felt like if they're stretching it over two or three months, like they're just trying to get subscribers over two or three months versus like someone subscribing for like to watch one show and then like check out or whatever. So I was like, this is stupid. But then I'm like, once it played out, I was like, no, like I think there is something to be said if they were able to kind of slow things down uh, a little bit for people and like, once I do binge watch a show, like I'm like, cool, what's the next thing I can binge watch? And I'm on to something else and I do kind of forget it. So like there is a definite mm-hmm. like uh, it is it is nice to go online and have everybody talking about the same thing one week and not about a whole show. And then it just goes away. It's like next week, there's me a new episode. We're going to talk about more like they they really are living up to that. Like it's a fun community. Uh, and mm-hmm. I finally just allowed that to happen. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Um, as long as it didn't spoil shit for a lot of people online, that's the problem. But um, that I kept running yeah. into, especially. But but it is nice. It's it's cool community and yeah. I I do think one of the the funnier cliffhangers that One Division had was uh, Catherine Hahn declaring Wanda to be the Scarlet Witch, and most of us were just like, yeah, we we know. That's, yeah, we've been calling her what? that since since Age of Ultron. Like, just it's part of the fandom. We yeah okay. But then I will say that last episode where she finally has her Scarlet Witch costume, I was like, fuck yes. She has the headdress on and everything. It looked good. Yeah. So good. Oh, man. I really thought because they make fun of that with like her Halloween costume and stuff like uh, the the versions of the costume I'd seen. Like I thought it was like one of those things like the X-Men movies and they put them in like leather. You know, it's like they're like they can never really do what the cartoons or the comics books did. Like it would look too silly on screen. And then they pulled out that costume at the end and it's like she looks fucking amazing. (laughs) Like, mm-hmm. They yeah. really made that work. Uh, at a I thought her yeah. cheap little Halloween costume was. Uh, <laughs> you I like, like that? that one? <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm on board with you, man. I have like such a crush on her. Like, I'm I'm gonna rotate her in my top five. Oh I wow! I got to. I got to. What yeah. is it about her? I don't want to objectify women here, but like, what is it about? Because because when when she first came up, I was like, oh yeah, she's just pretty, you know, like she's. Mm-hmm maybe not like my favorite, but she's, you know, she's pretty, but like yeah. her, her personality or something mm. like, um, she just seems like such a nice, like cool yeah. person that like, yeah. yeah. Like even, even watching her act by the end of it, I was like, oh, damn, like <laughs> yeah. good. First of all, yeah. she knows Godzilla. So that's, yeah. that's a plus. She was married um, to her brother. She was married to her brother. That always helps. <laughs> you know, low standards. <laughs> that's going to work for me. Okay. I'm with you. <laughs> But no, I don't know. I, I like I there's just like something about her. Like I, I, I feel like I've uh, spent enough like screen time with mm-hmm. her that I'm just like, you know what? She she can get it. Hey, you know uh, Catherine Hahn can get it, too. I'm going to say it. Catherine oh, Hahn can get it all yeah. day. She's yeah. fantastic, man. Man, she was so good. And she, she was, was so, so great in that role. I, I yeah. think about that because it's like um, they go like this like full witch story. And it, it gets like, so weird again, like phase four, like they're really just going for it. And then like by the time that episode comes around and she's like flying in the air and it's, she's all purple and stuff, I was like, yep, this is great. Like I know nothing about that character from the comics and stuff. And I'm like, I'm totally in for this. And Catherine Hahn is mm-hmm. nailing it. Like to see her yeah. as like the villain was super cool. Let's just yeah, say I barely it's a know. slight deviation from the comic book. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, like, I, I barely know anything about Agatha Harkness from from the comics. I know she has like white hair, but that's that's about well, she's the, like an old woman just too. yeah 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 so fair enough still hot but, but yeah of course yeah all right so all right well i guess <laughs> i did want to say because i had uh mm-hmm. for what this leads uh for the last talk of wandavision or whatever like 
um, for what that leads to whenever uh i was watching the show you know like a, the, a few episodes had after credit scenes um I, I, yeah. I think I was noticing them you know once they started playing I was always kind of like waiting for one to show up and then when they did I was like all right cool and then I knew they were there so when the last episode aired I, I waited for the after credit scene and I watched that and then I turned it off and like a week later I was talking to my brother and he was like well yeah but you know the second the second after credit scene he started describing it and I was like I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about <laughs> and so I hadn't seen that thing at the cabin which is like the big next step for her or whatever yeah uh leading into i guess the doctor strange uh movie that's like the sequel coming up um mm-hmm. so that was really fun i got to watch that like live with my brother on the phone uh he made me watch <laughs> it like right then and it was it was pretty fun that way um yeah. but yeah I, I i'm excited to see where they go with her character now uh and the rest Same. of the mcu kind of heading up because it just seems like they're just getting wild plus we have like new white vision out there in the world you know yeah what's that gonna be about right so he's yeah, just, he just like, went somewhere. Yeah. He it's went, funny because because both of them. He went to the Capitol on the 6th of January. He had some stuff he had to take care of, you know, but otherwise. He's like, I have a white vision. <laughs> yeah. <for that's> <laughs> Like, he I don't smeared, know, man. He smeared feces on AOC's wall. Oh, man. White vision. Come on, <laughs> and, man. And he doesn't even shit. It wasn't even his shit. It's somebody else's. Where did he get it? He can't produce it. But I think it's uh, 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 Wanda and Vision both, like, were, were two of kind of the more, like, less interesting characters, I think, in, in the in the Avengers franchise. Like, they just, mm-hmm. I don't feel like they ever really decided fully what to do with them or, like, kind of what their place was. They always felt like they were kind of lost, but I think now with this show, I think it's really solidified both of their character personalities and like kind of where they exist, um, yeah. where they fit in with everything. So I think that, I think it was a really good idea to not go with like the most popular character and make a show about them. They arguably went with probably the, the two least popular characters uh, from the Avengers franchise and made a TV show about them, which I think again, just speaks to how like, brilliant marvel is with handling mm. all this stuff like it, it, D, the warner brothers would have gone okay well who's our most popular character batman okay we'll make a tv show about batman yeah. you know and, and they, don't put him in it don't put batman in it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just tell stories around batman yeah. that's gotham oh right yep oh yeah God. <laughs> yep yeah um i haven't seen the show so i, I shouldn't say that but it, from yeah. what i've heard it's just fine it's whatever yeah, um, kind of yeah. miss out. But yeah, yeah, I think that's just, but that's just poor Marvel. Yeah, yeah if it's, it's a good uh, point. Old Kevin Feige over there, or or who it is that's making those uh, great decisions, but they don't pay them enough. <laughs> like, they're, yeah, mm-hmm. they're just nailing it. And then even even Captain or uh, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. um, that was good. I, I, I mm-hmm. you know, I, I, both of those characters are again maybe they're maybe like a step above Wand and Vision as far as like having fleshed out personalities mm-hmm. um but uh i'm like i'm here for it like yeah mm-hmm. let's let's bring up like the the more minor characters and elevate them to you know avengers status because by the time the next avengers movie rolls around mm-hmm. uh, obviously wanda and vision are going to be way more active in it yeah um, and not just like passive characters like they were in Endgame and um uh, uh, Infinity, Infinity War, where they just yep. were kind of walking down the street and got ambushed, and that was like their big scene, you know. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna make, especially with the, the upcoming uh, uh, Doctor Strange movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I think 
you know, I think Wanda's going to be a lot more involved in that. So mm-hmm. it's, it's great. I don't know why DC can't just copy what Marvel does just for a little bit. <laughs> well, like, I've wondered, like, uh, Kevin Feige, I think, is developing a Star Wars movie, if I remember right. Um, and I, mm-hmm. I've wondered about, I know, <laughs> yeah. which is amazing. Like, he seems like he's he has such a good mind for these things. Um, and I wonder, like, if he had been in charge of DC, like, what would we have gotten? Like, I just really feel like the Snyder verse mm-hmm. stuff, it's always like, uh, and the best quote I had, I had heard for the, the Snyder cut was, uh, it's the best version of a bad movie. Like there's never going to be a good version of that. And I just don't think I'm really sold on anything that they've come up with, uh, and the direction they've gone. And I'm like, if they just totally done this like in that alternate world where kevin feige didn't go to the mcu and he went to the dceu what would we have and uh i'm just like i i I just think there's a much better version of all of those movies and all of those characters out there and we just got Mm -hmm. this instead you know Oh, one other thing we would be remiss to not mention about WandaVision is uh, Monica Rambeau's character, um, which is oh, a, yeah. a good example of what we've discussed regarding Justice League. Like for like us comic enthusiasts, we know that she eventually becomes a character who has like superpowers. She, w- she was like Captain Marvel before. Um, uh, uh, what, what's her name? Um, Carol really? Danvers was Captain Marvel. Oh, OK, so she like beat her to that mantle. But, you know, MCU is a little bit different. That said, she later becomes like Spectrum and then Photon or vice versa, whatever the case is, whatever superhero name she takes on. Um, we knew she was going to be like a player in the the MCU and like they set her up so well in this, especially since we like saw her as a child in the Captain Marvel movie. And oh, then yeah. We see an adult version of her growing up and like was it like episode three where we see her like blip back into existence and the, the whole hospital scene where everybody like comes back. That's like... Man, it's so good. Such good storytelling for her and gives like a really good perspective on um, her outlook on things. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, we see her in like the black and white costume from the comics. And uh, it's just like, man, they're really like setting it up really well for for all of that stuff. So I should have a uh, uh, prepared statement <coughs> for the okay. for the actress that uh, or actor that uh, plays uh, Monica Rambeau. Mm-hmm. Um, OK. You are thicker than a buttermilk biscuit. Um, oh, wow. That is wow. Uh, all I'd like to say on that one. Um, <laughs> two great big thumbs up on, on that casting choice. I'm, I'm, all, yes. I'm, I'm there for that one. She's I like adorable. how many papers that took. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> it was a ream. It was a whole ream yeah. of paper. <laughs> um, and it was single spaced as well. Um, I, I believe she's also one of the, the actors in the MCU, kind of like Dave Batista, who, like, whenever she got the role, she was, like, so grateful and excited mm. for it, and she knew it was going to, like, end up changing her life or whatever. So hopefully she sticks with the role and they really develop her character because I'm very excited that she's in the MCU. Yeah. Now, yeah. I guess that was a, a good time to tra- transition back to <laughs> Justice League. From 2017. We, Steven, I didn't do realize. We, do we have to? I guess I had forgotten. That this came out in the first year of the podcast. That's, we had yeah. started this back in like uh, September of 2017. And this movie came out later that year, which is crazy. It's it's our fault. It's our fault. We did Damn. it. Um, it's, it's a timeless movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the criticisms that I heard like leading up to this, like, was that DC specifically wanted Justice League to be no longer than two hours. And literally, as soon as I started this on HBO Max, runtime 
counts down from two hours exactly. Yeah, weird, exactly. right? So the, there's a lot of like weird stuff in this movie, uh, obviously, but there's you can tell where they had like other stuff potentially planned that had to be like shaved down. Oh, let's, yeah. let's talk about like Steppenwolf specifically. Like we see him like show up. He's got a weird character design that very looks very much like video gamey and just kind of also like bland, which is kind of like the DCEU thing um, to begin with. But there are points where he like he shows up on Themyscira to get that first mother box but then like when he goes to collect the other ones it's like a boom tube shoots down from the sky and then we like see him fly up in the distance like oh well i guess he got that one and then like <laughs> that happens a second time in like russia or some other place he's like oh he got that one too like we don't actually see that character show up and you know there would be like some like big battle to stop him but it's just like he's just like no i have teleportation i got it thanks bye and he just like flies up in the sky and I'm sure there's a line in there that that that, that specifically uh, explains why he's doing these, why he's searching for this. But like, you never feel like, oh, this makes sense that he would be going for the mother boxes. Like, mm-hmm. and again, they they turn the and they turn the mother boxes into like a, a, a fetch quest, like for like a mm-hmm. video game, like. Mother boxes, which if you know anything about the comic books, mother boxes are like some of the coolest technology ever invented in like a fictional world like mm. not that's maybe a little hyperbolic but it's really cool like technology and it's they were created by jack kirby right for like yeah. fourth world oh, yeah. stuff yeah yeah they were supposed the to be like a like a it's like a cell phone like a smartphone like on steroids that like you know can do anything but if you watch this movie all you know is it's like it's kind of like a <laughs> it's a box that has power like that that's all they are mm-hmm. like they're reduced to nothing it's it's such a wasted opportunity i remember the first time i watched it like just being like like you said like what are these why why are they going for them why are they called mother boxes <laughs> like it felt yeah. like they were like heading into a martha situation again and it's like <laughs> it's all about moms all about mom. and i was like i don't i don't get it like and that's the thing. It's like that came from the comics, but like in the context of the movie or like the lack of context of the movie, it's like, I don't understand a lot of this. And this movie for sure. Again, this is where like the having watched the Zack Snyder cut is so weird to me because it's like so many things in the theatrical version. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. And then you watch the Zack Snyder one. You're like, oh, there's like 10 seconds that they just cut out to make it a two hour movie that can that explains that entire scene and everything makes sense. And it happens over and over and over again. It's wild how much they cut out. It's so weird. Well, it's kind of like in the theatrical cut of BVS, there's a lot of like explanations that get cut out. But then the ultimate addiction, addiction, ultimate addition, it fills in some of those blanks. (laughs) It makes it less bad. So, Mm. yeah, it's the same way. The editing job on these films are just like wild, wild choices. Like, but this explains that. Well, that's true, but also, fuck it. Yeah. We're about to have money, son. <laughs> yeah. We need to keep going. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't, like, fix everything. Like, like, like the Ultimate Edition for BVS doesn't either. It just makes it a better version of a bad movie. It's the same way. Mm-hmm. There's still some of, like, a silly shit in there. Um, but some of it is recut, and the music's different, and it's like, oh, this works now, and it didn't mm-hmm. work... And then when I was rewatching like this morning, some of the Justice League, like theatrical version, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot how dumb that was. 
like they really just mm-hmm. jump around constantly and there's like no no like through line you know it's just like a bunch of mm-hmm. scenes just like smashed together yeah yeah wow. you're like was this thing directed by everlast <laughs> just jump around it, so much damn jump may, around maybe another guy in there, <laughs> there you go. did it DJ is a definitely a, edit uh, this film fuck <laughs> it is so weird to have this version of like one director's vision and then he left and another one filled that in but like he's whedon was still trying to make a snyder movie i guess and i'm like whedon just can't make a snyder movie and mm. snyder can barely make a snyder movie uh, <laughs> coherent one you couldn't have picked two like two two directors that had more like like a like a different approach to, yes. to telling a story like yeah. mm-hmm. I, I get that you're like, well, hey, Whedon directed the Avengers, and that was like a billion dollar movie. So, but again, th- th- that goes back to just like people who don't understand story very well, like mm-hmm. making decisions. Uh, because in Marvel, that would have never happened. You would have never replaced like uh, 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 David Fincher. Uh, David Fincher, you know, he, he got sick. Well, who are we going to bring in? To, let's bring in Kevin Smith. Like, <laughs> 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 no, no, I'm not saying that those two are, are, are comparable to the talent levels no. of, of Whedon and Snyder or anything like that. But, but I want to watch uh, that movie. Because obviously Fincher's better than all of them. Um, but, yeah. yeah. But the, the like dissonance in style is yeah. just so wild. Yeah. Um, who's the... Uh, oh, Catherine Bigelow, I think would have been like a nice like um, comparative like director mm. to pick up the reins for Zack Snyder. Deuce's because sister, like, right? Yeah, Deuce's sister, Catherine Bigelow. <laughs> Um, he's a Mel Gigolo. She's a film director, Hurt Locker. I'm sure you've heard But she, uh, she has like a very like beautiful, like gritty film style that mm, I, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. Could see like being comparable to, to Zack Snyder's, but, um, maybe I don't even know if she was like offered the, the role or whatever, but I'm like so hungry for her to direct a superhero movie that, uh, I can fill up my bones, but You're we hung- didn't get that. We got the director of the Avengers. <laughs> Who like I I see from like like a very like baseline level of like oh he directed this film or these two films that made a lot of money that starred superheroes um, let's get him on our thing but boy this oh no <laughs> oh no well, this did not work out I feel like um like Whedon like years ago had like a Wonder Woman script that went around and like. Uh, I think he, has he written like comics for for both like Marvel and DC stuff? Like, did he know people there? Maybe that brought and brought him in to the movie side. He's written a lot of Marvel stuff. I don't. Yeah, know yeah, he did that. like the Astonishing X Men run, which was was great. Um, and like we we should just say that like obviously none of us condone like the allegations that have come out about him. Um, this is just like purely yeah. on, a, on a work standpoint. But um, yeah, I don't I don't recall him doing anything over at, at DC like, okay. on the comic side of things. I thought maybe they were like some like Jeff Johns or someone like knew him through that or whatever and brought him in. But like and uh, we also don't condone anything that Jeff Johns has been accused of as well. Has so. has he? Yeah. God like, damn it. The whole thing with Ray Fisher. <laughs> I thought you were yeah. just throwing it out for every guy no. we're going to talk about just in case. Have you followed this whole Ray Fisher thing with Joss Whedon? I, I've kind of like bit. Yeah, yeah, I've seen like some of the articles about it and whatnot. I don't know how controversial you guys want to get on here, but uh, <laughs> uh, whatever you want to do, I, I've, I've, I've like looked into it, and I don't want to like like protect like abusers because that's not good at all. Mm-hmm. But also, like, 
he's been so incredibly vague with his accusations mm-hmm. that I'm not really sure what he's alleging that Joss Whedon or or, or I'm sorry jo- Joss or or uh, Jeff Johns because he's kind of accused both of them. Mm-hmm. What he's accused them of? Because mm-hmm. he said racism, but like. He never said like what any of them said. The only thing that he really like harped on was that they tried to get him to say booyah, which like I guess like in the I've never seen the cartoon, but I guess Cyborg says booyah in the in the cartoon mm-hmm. a lot. And Ray Fisher thought that it was racist to have him say booyah. Whoa. Is which that- is, I could be wrong, but but <laughs> I, I looked into this a while back and I That's was weird. like trying to find like what what happened mm-hmm. here? Like mm-hmm. And that's like the worst that I can find, and I'm kind of like, well, that doesn't really seem. Again, yeah. if, if if something did happen, I'm I'm 100 on Ray Fisher's side, but like, from what I can tell, it sounds like uh, uh, maybe there was just sort of some differences on 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 what they thought the character approach should be, which doesn't seem like something that you would want to uh, uh, damn someone for. But again, if if they did mm-hmm. something like racist, I'm I'm 100 on Ray Fisher's side. It's just right. He yeah. needs to come out and say it so that so that people aren't getting mad over something that was maybe just kind of like a difference in like a creative uh, uh, mm-hmm. direction. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like he's been so transparent with like calling them out and everything that it's weird that he's being cryptic otherwise. But like, you know, everybody's got to travel their own path or whatever. But also like, I feel like we're going half speed on this. Like if it's like... If there are specifics out there, I feel like he might as well just like say it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and and if it really is an issue of like he thought that that saying booyah was was racist and wasn't like within his character, uh, uh, you know, part of his characterization, um, that that just sounds like a creative difference. And yeah, and yeah. I, I don't know that I would take one side over the other really, because mm-hmm. I, I get why you probably wouldn't want to say your character. You wouldn't want your character to say booyah. Cause it is kind of corny. Um, but mm-hmm. also I can kind of see where it's like, Oh, well it's just a fun little nod to like the cartoon just for like kids or whatever. So I, I, I don't know. Uh, I liked it. A- that might've been my favorite part <laughs> of the movie. Cyborg said booyah. I, I like that cartoon. Ray fun. Fisher did a great job as, as cyborg. I thought he was, he was like, Probably one of the better ones in the movie, honestly. Um, I mean, especially he's once the, the, the Zack Snyder close cut. to his characterization <laughs> of who he is in the comic book, but I don't know. St- Steven, what'd you say? You should watch the Snyder cut then, yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because it's uh, like, that's right. you, you texted like, me that. Uh-huh. That you actually liked Cyborg now, I which actually blows like my now. mind. I hated him in the theatrical version because oh. I was just like, I don't, I just uh, that character. I was just like, I don't know what this is. I'm not into the Justice League at all. So like, if you're selling me on this team up, give me a good team. And I was like, all right, Batman, Superman, cool, Wonder Woman, all right. The movies, like her original movies, weren't that great. Uh, Flash, I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I can kind of get on board with this. Uh, Aquaman, okay cyborg i'd never heard of him and he's like a poor man's iron man i don't get it and especially after seeing again like it's all about justice yeah. juxtaposition against the mcu mm-hmm. all the time but um to your point ross I, I felt the same way like i just didn't really care about all this stuff before the snyder cut came out that i was just like when i heard stuff about ray fisher and joss whedon i was like okay well i just don't care i'm not gonna put a lot of effort into it i always kind of put it down as like Joss Whedon is recutting an entire movie and reshooting stuff. And he's, he's lopping off that character, like a lot of the backstory for that character. Yeah. And that guy's mad about it. 
and they're having a difference of creative opinion and that's pretty much it uh again because yeah he hasn't been like forthcoming about specifically what it is um and then in the snyder cut his his role is so much more expanded and his backstory is that i was like oh i actually care for this person as a character and he's a lot more central to it so like it makes a lot of sense and it makes sense if those things were shot and just cut out but again it's like he's the the least known character out of the entire group if you're going to cut out a backstory Mm -hmm. and make a two-hour movie his is probably going to be the one to go and he's probably mad about it so maybe there's more to it we just don't know um but i always kind of chalked it up to that as well but yeah he he gets he gets his due you know in the new version at least so that's good it's better that that's way. crazy that is crazy to me wow wow it's 2021 so, wow. yeah i know We're right here. it's fucked up um it's like i'm not a again i don't know these characters that well but like mm-hmm. green lantern you know, like they have like flashback scenes where they show like this battle and green lantern is like fighting years and years ago mm-hmm. uh and and i'm like yeah that'd be cool like he's part of the justice league usually right but then they they flubbed the the green lantern movie so bad which i don't even think was part of the dce i think that was like before but like it's right. like oh we can't do that now and it's like that i thought that would have been a cooler person in the justice league than cyborg but now i'm kind of on board yep. with it how it kind of yeah. plays out but. did you guys know that taika watiti was in the green ranger or green ranger jesus christ <laughs> green <Yeah>. lantern movie <laughs> yeah he's like uh hal jordan's roommate yeah oh yeah. random i didn't know who he was at you know when that movie At came that time. out but right yeah i yeah. saw that uh he um i can't think of his name right now who who played uh green lantern oh uh um, deadpool deadpool played green yeah. lantern <laughs> deadpool he uh ryan, he has like ryan his, <laughs> yeah i keep thinking of ryan gosling uh ryan reynolds <laughs> hey, ryan there we reynolds. go <laughs> we got it guys he wow. has his uh aviation gin and he yeah. the other day he live tweeted he was watching uh, Green Lantern for the first time while while drinking his gin. <laughs> and so he he tweeted about Taika Waititi. But I was so confused about what he was talking about because I've never seen Green Lantern. And so I was like, I don't know what he's mentioning. And the people were like, you should redo Green Lantern and have Taika direct it. And you guys make an awesome movie. And, oh and everybody God. was like flipping out about it. And I didn't Holy know why. Shit. So there you go. That's yeah. Cool. Damn. That, yeah. Fuck. God damn it. Now, <laughs> now I want it. See, now like, I want it. Green Lantern's like a character I think I would like, but I have no connection to at all. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's that's the one that seems like it'd be really fun to watch. And uh, they could nail, but they just haven't either. So, You see, son, when uh, Ross and I were growing up, we did have Green Lantern <laughs> and Flashes in our comic reading lives, but they were different characters. Um, we grew mm-hmm. up with Wally West as the Flash and Kyle Rayner as the Green Lantern. Uh, somewhat controversial on that that uh, Green Lantern choice, but um, the I stand the, a, I stand a I stand a Kyle. Same, same. Ride or die, all day, all day. <laughs> that said, um, Hal recently like came back to like Barry Allen as the Flash, and then uh, Hal Jordan as the the like the Green Lantern. Most people know, or some people know, like. It's fair to say that like John Stewart from The Daily Show um, is the uh, equally as popular as uh, as Hal mm-hmm. Jordan, but like the white guy. Um, both of those characters, Barry Allen and Hal Jordan, had been like dead in comics for like decades mm. for the most part. Um, but they like brought him back in the early 2000s. And so they've kind of been like the main characters for that specific mantle going gotcha. forward. So. I don't know. It's kind of kind of weird. Like, I I do want a Green Lantern like movie if it's 
it was good, but mm. I'm totally fine with it being like John Stewart. I don't necessarily need Hal Jordan to be in the movie or whatever, you know, but I'm still confused. Whatever. Is one of them called John Stewart, but it's not the daily show host. Cause I'm still picturing yes. him in this role. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a black guy. It's a black guy. Okay. Totally he, preceded, different. he preceded the, uh, the Jewish John Stewart by a long mm, shot. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's how he referred yeah. to him. The Jewish John Stewart. I like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Jewish, yeah. So he was named after JJ, yes. Lantern. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, of that's course, important yeah. to know. Yeah. How could you not? You yeah, know, yeah. your last I name mean, Stewart. You, you see a black guy <laughs> that's a superhero with a name. You're like, you know what? I'm going to take advantage. It's kind of like why I named my dog Cage, you know, after Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's the highest honor one can pay. Um, all right. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about uh, Justice League. So, Ross, you said you've got some notes for, for this I bad boy. Do you, okay. Notes. Do you want to take us down your, your notes? I didn't take any like specific notes since we yeah, had, like, discussed this uh, previously on uh, episode 60, but I'm more than happy to discuss whatever you've got lined up here. Uh, well, first note I have is the very first scene of the movie um, with the the little kids that come up to him and they're like, "Hey, mm. Mister, you want to be on a podcast?" <laughs> <laughs> they say it like that, like like Brooklyn yeah. kids from like the forties. Like, you want to be on a podcast? And uh, they ask him if he fought a hippo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's your favorite part like, of the yeah, movie. Yeah, I ripped one in half that's with my dick. It's all downhill from this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that was, we, again, uh, we should point out that this is the exact scene that is in your, your <laughs> Skype background yes. as of right now with monkey lip Superman. <laughs> it's so weird looking. He, he reminds me of, um, uh, 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 agent, uh, uh, from, from the matrix, Ag- uh, agent Smith, Smith? agent Smith. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He's got that, uh, yeah, that Agent Smith uh, <laughs> weird jaw thing going on. Yeah. Yeah, um, you put some uh, sunglasses on him. It, yeah, it totally works. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Um, also, I have that uh, uh, one of the first notes I have that it, my head already hurts from all of the eye rolling. Mm. Um, <laughs> this is the most eye rolling okay. movie. And like, I'll do it sometimes as a joke, you know, just like, oh, yeah. God. But like, I was doing it legitimately all throughout <laughs> this movie, just like. Every other scene in line, my eyes were just like rolling into the back of my head. Like, Jesus Christ. I watched with this with pleasure. my wife and she's like, are you okay? I'm like, no. <laughs> just stop. You um, watched this with Katie? Yes. What did she think? Um, did she have any idea what was going on? Like, has she no. seen like the other DC movies? Uh, mm, I, she's seen Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. I okay. don't think she's seen uh, the Man of Steel or Superman v Batman. I won't let her see him. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Refuse. You kept her away from him. it. She, uh, she, she, she was on her phone most of the time. I don't, I don't blame her. Um, <laughs> although the, the, I do have one note that she called um, the Atlanteans. She kept calling them the Aquarians. Um, <laughs> okay. Which yeah. I thought was the cutest. <laughs> uh, yeah. was the cutest thing that happened. Um, yeah. Um, Let's see what else I got in here. Um, there's a Bruce attempted murder of Flash. Um, mm-hmm, he threw yeah. the uh, uh, battering at his <laughs> fucking head. Like I can't. <laughs> Whole time I'm like, what? What if you caught him off guard? Because even the Flash can be caught off guard. Because until he engages his his speed force, he can be caught off guard and like shot. You know, like yeah. like if he doesn't know what's happening, it's not like everything around him. In, in at least in the comics. He has to like engage the speed force because he can mm. slow down to be like uh, on the same like um, uh, wavelength or whatever as as you or I. So he's not like trying to talk in slow motion, which which is a difference from 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 like 
Quicksilver, how they handle mm-hmm. it kind of in the Marvel universe, which is like he's always fast and he has to slow himself down. Which I think is actually kind of a little bit more interesting because um, it turns Quicksilver into a prick uh, because he's that's like the excuse for his his mm-hmm. uh, his jerkish nature is that he has to slow down. Because if you imagine like if everybody around you was talking and doing things at half speed, it would be it would drive you insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, they, I work they, with the public. I know how that goes. Yeah, that's me. 100 <laughs> percent. Yeah. <laughs> I've had to talk to my uncle. Um. I do agree with <laughs> well, your uh, your flash yeah. take there because he Bruce doesn't know what his power is at that point until he does mm-hmm. that and catches the battery. He's like, "Oh, you're fast." Right. So he he literally does not know if he will be able to catch that or whatever. Mm-hmm. He could have thought about that before. That's funny. Murdered a kid. Yeah. He does like seek him out for some reason, but like if he accidentally murdered him. That's it. That's like one less person on his yeah. weird team that he's having trouble putting together. Yeah. Well, he's a rich white dude. He's not going to jail. <laughs> yeah, he'll just he'll just buy a he's new one. He's fine. Yeah, yeah. He'll just buy he'll the just prison. Like, he'll let himself out. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, real quick about that that scene where he meets the Flash. Like the Flash, he he walks into his like abandoned warehouse like apartment or whatever. He like turns on a breaker to i guess like turn on the electricity and at at first i'm like oh so he's like frugal or whatever and he doesn't want to have to like pay a high electric bill but then like every possible tv screen and he's got like 94 of those bitches hung up like around this thing turn on this is blasting fucking k-pop in the background (laughs) like this whole scene it's he's watching rick and morty on one of them i saw that i saw that in the background um and then like he has this like his flash costume like on a mannequin that's like on a, a pedestal like like raised up from the floor kind of like it's a toilet and parasite you know just like sitting up <laughs> way above um it's yeah man i do not i do not understand like the the art choices with these dceu movies but yeah it's crazy it's another baffling thing is like joss whedon for whatever deficiencies he may have in his personal life he understands comic books really well he's one of the few people that have made the transition from um you know working outside of the comics industry to to going into the com like actually writing comic books and then being really really good because steven you may not Mm -hmm. know this there's a thing in comic books where people that aren't comic book writers that are maybe good at writing other things or 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 Mm -hmm. whatever think oh i like i read comics when i was a kid i can come in and knock this thing out no problem Mm-hmm. And they crash and burn horrifically. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say yeah. probably 99% of the people that have tried to make a transition from uh, other media into into writing a comic book are, are bad. They can't mm-hmm. do it because comic mm-hmm. books, comics are a very specific language. It's not like writing, just because you're good at writing a movie or writing a novel does not mean you're good at writing a comic book at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if in most cases, it seems like it's the opposite. Mm. Um, but there's, you know, like what you got, like Alan Heinberg, you got your uh, Joss Whedon and like, Al- I guess Alan Heinberg, a, a Tulsa boy, I believe. Oh, yeah, it up. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Represent. Oh, he um, also wrote uh, like a pretty good, like Wonder Woman story uh, back in the day. It was like five issues or whatever. But you have oh, to know yeah. who Wonder Woman is before. Actually, you need to know who her sidekick Donna Troy is to like really, yeah. really absorb that one. But it was it was good. That was you a, put that Dotsons, one on your list right? to never get yeah. around to. Got it. Yep. <laughs> that was a Terry and Rachel Dotson, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's good. It, yeah. At the very least, you can just look at the pictures. Yeah. I would recommend Children's Damn. Crusade. Although with Children's Crusade, I guess there's a lot of back 
matter you got to know for that too but uh i just go young mm-hmm. avengers just read young avengers it's really good mm-hmm. actually I th- hey children's crusade was um what uh, jeffrey epstein called one of his planes right <laughs> is that right wow is that right <laughs> did you guys like that one <laughs> That was good. That it was, was really, really good. good. <laughs> <laughs> Sad. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Uh, Children's like a, Crusade. The Young Avengers. Hey, hearkening. Hey, Harkness. Har- wow. Agatha Hark- Harkening back wow. to uh, WandaVision. Uh, you got a old Billy and uh, uh, Tommy. Tommy in there. Mm-hmm. That was good. I like the little nods to them when they were wearing their little Wiccan mm-hmm. and Speed outfits. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, um, do, do you think it's it's cool that like Billy? Who is um, who eventually grows up in the comics to become Wiccan is wearing blue, and then Tommy, who grows up to become the character called checks notes, speed um, because he can be fast. No lightning though. Um, he wears green, but also Billy wearing blue and Tommy wearing green is a thing for Power Rangers. Do you think that's? Can we go back to the Children's Crusade <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein joke? Can we, can we go back now? Actually, that's that's a really good point. I never thought of that. It is a good point. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> well, that's it for today's episode. <laughs> Let's wrap it up here. It on a high note. Uh, yes. But yeah, that uh, that uh, where was uh, God, God, Justice League. Okay, can we talk about Wandavision more? <laughs> um, I mean, let's see. Oh, I, I got uh, Jeremy Irons is awesome. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So you know good. what? We didn't mention him on uh, BVS when we talked about that twice. Stephen, uh, Jeremy Irons rules. I love him as Alfred. Yeah, we kind so of good. forget things I sometimes. Love his sweaters. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You're like second division in sweater game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, he was man. I I, I loved uh, See, every part where he came on. I was like, yeah, Bravo! Just just just. Just let, can we just watch Jeremy Irons for four hours? And I'll, I'll, uh, I'll pay for that. And that's the thing. Um, it's like we what we see with that version of Alfred and Bruce is is 20 years down the road. And it's like, yeah, I want to see that 20 years of that of those characters like that. That's like yeah. his little scenes are great, but there's so little. And then it's like, oh, Batman's already lived a fucking life. Like they've been yeah. through a bunch of shit together mm-hmm. and right. uh, we just missed out. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, that would be a movie I would see. Right. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so good. Um, also have Batman burping on here. Um, <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> what? No, it sounds like every line that he says, he's burping it oh. out. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, man, it's, Oh God. It's, I, I was listening to it with headphones whenever I was rewatching mm-hmm. it. And every time he would speak, it just sounded like, uh, like, uh, Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty just like belching in my ear. <laughs> He's um, got that like green drool dribbling down his chin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Stephen, real quick, whenever you were going back through, and this is like the, the only note I can think of in my brain, um, when you watched the Snyder Cut and then you went back and rewatched portions of Justice League, did you see mm. the like the difference in Steppenwolf's character design? Like, was it like super obvious? Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It, Okay. If you look yeah. it up online, yeah, um, it's his voice is a little different, like deeper in the Snyder cut, um, and mm-hmm. his like face is it's all like a little different, and then some of the, like the the armor and stuff is like really different. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I still just I'm not a huge fan of that. Like they don't they don't give him enough to do. Like he seems like a generic DC villain in both yeah. films to me, um, mm-hmm. which is part of my criticism about like it's just like this alien who comes and I don't care about any of it. Um, mm-hmm. 
there's no there's no real like weight to it but yeah there's there's definitely like a difference you can you can tell between them interesting i barely know the character from the comics you know they have more villains in the snyder one because like dark sides in it and stuff yeah you know so man i'm I'm excited to pick your brain on that yeah so it's like and that's a character again i don't really know um Mm -hmm. but they you know they make him pretty menacing and stuff but yeah there's like there's that one and then there's like there's another like name i didn't know um that also starts with a d but there's like three different like alien villains that kind of talk to each other at least uh in the snyder cut so is it desaad desaad yeah yeah okay there we go hell yeah, yeah. and desaad looks his design looks um uncannily to me like in uh like irock and, and ready player one i don't know if you remember that it's uh mm-hmm. uh just like his face and stuff i'm like they literally just like took this from a different movie to like put it in here. it's so like so similar to me i gotta look it up online and see if people say that but um yeah all of their all of their villains man they were like trying to stop the justice league and like let me ask one of our other people here on uh the planet of apocalypse granny goodness and it's just like freddy krueger walking out with a jason Voorhees <laughs> mask on it's like i don't we don't know we have all these assets i don't i don't know what to tell you that would improve the movie yeah fucking freddy krueger shut up man wow yeah I mean, yeah. like Justice League's really going for it. Snyder <laughs> yes, Cut really wins, man. <laughs> Dark Side is just like the DeLorean from Back to the Future <laughs> sitting on a throne. Yeah. <laughs> Are they continuing the Snyderverse? I don't know. Uh, I had read about that before the show as well, because it definitely feels at the end of the Snyder Cut. It's like six chapters and then an epilogue, but the epilogue is basically like a credit scene, you know? It's like, but it's like 15 minutes long and it sets up. Mm like five different possible storylines and you're like <laughs> snyder's like gunning for like to finish this story and yeah. i don't really need any of it but i'm torn on that because on one hand i really want to see dark side but on the other it mm-hmm. doesn't feel like they've they've really earned it yeah um, that's the point yeah yeah because i think like again it's 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 inevitable you have to compare it to marvel um but um what was so great about the Marvel movies was they, they took all this time to establish their characters. And then by the time they get to uh, your infinity war and end game, they can spend way more time with the villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I think is really what made those two movies work. Those, movies, those two movies are f- so fucking good. Um, mm-hmm. Those movies work because the villain is so strong. Justice league. I guess he's Steppenwolf. I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's it's not really you could interchange him for literally Mongol or or any other DC you know buff guy and and mm-hmm. okay fine he could be I thought he looks like Magog um, I mean he, yeah. there's like a billion he's like a composite of a billion different DC strong bad guys that's like all um, he does is strong stuff he just has like yeah. an axe and just that's it like there's nothing to him <laughs> it's, yeah God. it's also generic. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I, it, makes, I, it doesn't. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't let you. It doesn't give you time to to care about why the stakes are what they are. Yeah. Um, you're just told that it's bad. I, you're not shown that it's like you don't see this long build up and you don't see this like, oh, God, how are they going to get like at the end of Infinity War? Even though I knew the comic books and I knew that, yeah, they were like all disappearing and OK, they're but like they had done such a good job that you like, you're like, Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man, just, black Panther just died. Like, like all these people are dying. It's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. 
but then you know this it, it, the 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 emotional stakes are just non-existent there 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 yeah. are no emotional stakes in this whatsoever mm-hmm. like there's no will they make it of course they're going to make it like no one's uh-huh. going to die it's going to be fine like mm-hmm. it's it was such a letdown um, and they feel more um more godlike, I guess, is like the part of like the whole thing that Snyder's doing, you know, with these movies and stuff. And those characters are just kind of like that. But it makes it it's harder to, to be invested when you're like, well, nothing's going to happen to them because nothing can. And even like Superman died. Well, he's back. We all knew he was coming back. And like, it's like whatever. <laughs> right. Like and it doesn't there's no, there's no stakes to anything uh, for any of those mm-hmm. characters. So it just kind of feels like whatever. It's all so generic. Yeah. I actually have a note about the uh, Superman revivification um, uh, part uh, is that it's so fucking dumb. Like, like like I'm sitting there going, okay, you have, you have cyborg, you have Vic Stone who is a living supercomputer, right? So he has Mm -hmm. like, he has access to like all different kinds of knowledge and, and, and arguably he, he, any, any type of biology he should be able to you know probably process and understand um you've got batman who is uh insanely brilliant in his own in his own right um and who has been dealing kind of with the super the the metagene the superhuman you know uh types and so he should probably uh, is pretty well versed in in how they work um you've got uh barry allen who is supposed to be i guess smart maybe not in this movie but mm. at least in the comic books he's like a you know he, he got his powers because he was uh working in the lab late one night um mm-hmm. i heard he had an uh, eerie fright yeah yeah I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. uh but but uh yeah because he was like a he was a uh, investigator so he should understand you know at least forensics and some basic science um so you've got arguably like three guys right there who are pretty damn smart. Um, and so you would think, okay, well, they're going to bring back Superman. So surely they're going to come up with like a really good plan and a really like well thought out. Um, no, they just threw him <laughs> in a big pile of water and then threw a mother box at him and Flash ran around and touched it. And that was how they brought back Superman. Mm-hmm. Like, what? What's so strange about that, like, it's already a weird scenario, but also they specifically state that it's, like, the instant the mother box touches the water, that's when Barry has to throw lightning to activate it. And it's like, why? That's a, that's not true. That's a rule you just made up. You're making this way harder on yourself. There's no, there's no, like reason for that at all. You, there's, it's there's no logic conjecture. to it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, maybe this will work. Okay, we have to do it exactly like that. Like, what? And I heard we have to throw some Wendy's French fries on it, but not the modern <laughs> fries, the fries from the 80s. Okay. How will we get Let me them? see if I can go back. Yeah. <laughs> Let me yell at Bruce Wayne through his dream to go get that shit. Oh, God. It was so... Uh, the whole That whole scene, I'm like, none of this makes sense. And like... Couldn't you have gone to you? Couldn't you have gone to a Kurt Busick and got and sat down with them, or or or, or a Grant Morrison and said, "Hey, we want to bring back Superman. Here are the parameters. How would you bring up? How would you bring Superman back?" They could have given you each one of each one of them could have given you a dozen ways that would have been infinitely better than what they came up with here. Like mm-hmm. th- there is no reason to do something this dumb and even joss whedon who joss understands like the language of comic books and the language of superheroes and and how all that stuff should work together and i've read his comics he's he's a really good comic book writer 
And did he come up with this? Like, it's original because it's in the Snyder cut that way. It's just oh, is it? different. Oh, it's different okay. edit. Snyder. So it's definitely a Snyder thing. Yeah, because that's what's, what's okay. so interesting. Sometimes you're like, well, who came up with this? That's, that's that what I'm fascinated Snyder. by. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. But uh, Russ, to your point, they also could have checks notes. Look to the comics where they did this already <laughs> in the nineties. <90s. laughs> they brought Superman back. I was wondering how that happened it's, in the comic book. Do you guys remember? Well, it, it, like after Superman died, it was just like they figured out somehow that he's just like in stasis essentially. So he mm-hmm. eventually just like came back. He was just he, like, like wakes I'm up. not tired anymore, and he like got <laughs> up and he had a mullet and he was like, time to party. Wait, they didn't keep the mullet in here, but it's it's canon. Fuck. Well, they oh, yeah. look, they already spent all the budget on getting rid of a CGI mustache. Yeah, like, so they can't didn't have, have it. Yeah. They you, they could have like removed it and like tacked it onto yeah, the back yeah. of his head, you know, but could have been like, like, when you hear Superman had a mullet, you're probably thinking like, you know, a little bit like a like a Mel Gibson in uh in, in, in the eighties like mm-hmm. mullet, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> Superman had a long mullet. He it yeah. was down like halfway down his back. I mean, he, he had almost, a mullet. Interesting. It was a big one. I've seen like um He almost didn't even need a cape. Oh yeah, because he just <laughs> yeah. he's growing his own. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen some product or not production stills, but like some uh, tests footage or whatever from whenever Nick Cage was going to be Superman. <laughs> and there's like a long hair version of him. And I've, I've always been so confused, but it's like they were like, we're we're going ca- comic accurate. We're doing uh, the, the mullet cut. Man, interesting. Yeah. I uh, I was wondering, rewatching this one and then uh, the Snyder cut as well. Part of the uh my question, I guess, about the the characters and how interesting they are all they are uh, and their powers and stuff. I was like, you have the flash and it's like, yeah, we need him because he's super fast. But then Superman like fights him like and then they have like that after credit scene where they're like, uh, you know, racing or whatever. It's like so Superman can also do that at that speed. And then Wonder Woman mm-hmm. can stop every bullet shot near her. So she also like mm-hmm. so like three characters are super fucking fast. All, yeah. all basically like they had to do other things, but I was like, it's, it just seems so like, all right, well then everybody's fast. And if, yeah. if three of them are fast, they should always do that. And I think you'd win everything. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You guys can take care of every problem. If you all just go that fast all the time. I yeah. will say that was one of my favorite scenes was whenever, um, the flash realized that Superman, like, like turns and looks yeah, at him yeah, when he's yeah. in like the slow mo. I was like, oh hell yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. It is cool because this is kind of like a yeah. rivalry between like who's faster, Superman or the Flash. And I think generally it's accepted the Flash is faster. Um, it's like his one thing. We just like give yeah. it to him, you know. <laughs> yeah. If he was like something. super fast, but also made a like hell of a chili, you know, we'd be like, <laughs> okay, well he makes chili. All right, well whatever, we'll give that to him. You that's know, canon. But, yeah. yeah. All right, Ross. What what else you got? I've also got uh, Aquaman swimming in jeans? Question um, <laughs> mark. There was a point yeah, where I love that note. <laughs> he jumps in the ocean wearing jeans, and I'm like, that is, if, if you've ever worn wet jeans, it is the, the, like, the, the most cumbersome. Like, oh yeah, uh, they're so heavy. To get around, and he's mm-hmm. just like straight up walking around and swimming in wet jeans, and it's just mm-hmm. gross. But He's also, got to like jock rot, just like just, <laughs> just holding moisture. Jock, you know? jock rot is the show title. It's official. 
I'm just I knew he'd get there. <laughs> he's got like his earbuds in and he's like listening to like Seether or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the vibe that I get from him. Yeah, what do you think of yeah. Momoa as Aquaman? I thought it was really funny how uh, when Bruce goes to uh, the little like uh, Icelandic village or whatever it is, um, mm. and he's trying to figure out who Aquaman is. It's like maybe mm-hmm. it's like this seven foot tall yeah, right. barbarian <laughs> with white eyes standing over there. Like, but he but instead he has to look at the uh, the uh, uh, the hiero or not hieroglyphics, but like the uh, the ancient cave paintings that were mm-hmm. probably made five years ago. Um, but it looks like you know like uh, all like ancient. <laughs> like yeah, cave. They in this mark. Cave paintings, and it's like these are modern human beings that made this. Like, yeah. But, uh, but he had to look at those to like figure out who the the obvious like um, other was. Like, it's all like people who look exactly the same, but then a shirtless barbarian. Like, obviously. <laughs> Although I, I still don't like. Uh, I I think like a um, like a bearded Aquaman can work. Like a more like. Um, I hate to say like savage Aquaman uh, could work because there is precedent for that um, Mm -hmm. during like, what was it? Was it, uh, was it Mark Wade's run? I think it was like Peter David's run. Peter David. That's uh, who it was. Yeah. He lost his hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I think there's like precedent for that, but I, I still like the, uh, I still like the more like kind of a clean cut. um, He didn't have to be blonde, but like sort of the more like a, princely like regal uh arthur curry um rather than like the harley riding beard guzzling like it just doesn't make a lot of sense like why would he be in the water that seems more like a like a desert character also momoa should have been lobo i mean that's like the most obvious um i heard that the other day yeah who's lobo oh man well he's the main man steven he's the main man because someone else said frag any bastard that stands in his way (laughs) They were like, they were like, he's like way made for Lobo. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but I just don't think he's really like a great Aquaman. <laughs> you know, so I was like, maybe there's, again, just miscasting like there is all you over the place. You really don't even have to do anything to make him Lobo. Yeah. Like he, he just looks like Lobo. He's just Lobo. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, that. Uh, Lobo. It's, it's weird. And I've called him like underwater Wolverine before because he's mm. just, it's like a totally different demeanor like outside of like the the character's like appearance his demeanor is like way way different than like like you said like he's he's super regal in in the comics and he's very like kind of mild-mannered um he's he's more like a sopping wet milk toast um <laughs> this is kind of what he is but i guess they already have that in, in superman quote unquote yeah so maybe they just wanted a, a different flavor that you know what guys this isn't your daddy's aquatic man this one's a Wolverine. No, there are. Yeah. Uh, I looked up Lobo and Momoa to see what people had come up with, and uh, there's a lot mm-hmm. of pretty bad uh, Photoshop versions of that. <laughs> he might look good to you guys because I just don't know Lobo, but to me, I'm like, oh yeah, that yeah. Is, that's not great. That's not. <laughs> that's not we'll great send looking. you the uh, Mask Lobo crossover, and uh, oh my god, one of the best comic books that's ever been written in ever. Mm-hmm. They Love peaked that. in the the mid '90s. That's when comics peaked, and it's all been downhill oh, from yeah. from here. To be honest with <laughs> Makes you, sense. but um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Russ, have you seen Aquaman? Have you seen the Aqu- Aquaman movie? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were acting kind of so, like Brent does. That surprised me. I thought Brent might like it because yeah. it, it was like their change to like brighter stuff and it people seemed to have fun it's, with it. And then he was like, it's, Ugh. it's that. And then also it's directed by Justin Lin, who's directed some Fast and Furious movies that I mm-hmm. love. But man, it's just like, what are we doing here, guys? Yeah. Like, the, the scene with Mara where she's like walking through that little like outdoor shop or whatever if she like spins around like a disney princess and i thought she was gonna have some like cartoon birds come down and braid her hair and <laughs> shit it's just it's a bizarre movie it really is it, it feels like they they don't it feels like why even call it aquaman at this point like mm. it, it shares mm. the most like and that's a, that's that's another thing that where it's i was listening to uh uh, uh was it week before last when you had dave on um talking about superman mm-hmm. and yeah like, yeah there are people out there that this is their first, this is the first Aquaman anything they've ever mm-hmm. seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't want to like shit on it and be like, Oh, it's bad because if people like it, then it's fine. Like they can, people, mm-hmm. people can. And I, as I've gotten older, I've, I've like, uh, I, I, I try not to like shit on things as much because mm-hmm. this might be somebody's favorite thing. And then you're making them feel like shit for liking, just for liking a movie. You know, it's like, yeah, leave, leave shitting on things to white vision. He'll take care of it. He'll find some <laughs> shit and he'll smear it. You, that's not your job. Yeah. You His take poop the comes out looking like that white dog poop. Like, you oh, know, after, yeah. like dog poops just for a while. It's all crusty and like, <laughs> is this a beignet? <laughs> oh, it's dog shit. Oh, okay. Oh, I won't man. eat it. But, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to shit on it because if somebody loves Aquaman, then, you know, that's fine. They, 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 far be it for me to say you're not allowed to like this thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah. But where I will speak up is like I, I've been reading Aquaman stuff for over 30 years. I've been reading comics a long time. And it's like this is not the Aquaman that m- – is the everlasting character, you know, like this is not the Aquaman that, that has, has survived over the billions of other superheroes that have been created. There's a reason Aquaman has made it as long as he has mm-hmm. because of these like specific character traits and, um, to just throw all of that away, um, and just say, no, we're going to come up with something totally different. It's, it's sort of like, well, why wouldn't you go with the tried and true method, the one that everybody knows and the one that has, has survived and, and been relevant for, he's been around for probably what, 50, 60 years. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you stick with that version? Like, and and, and I think that's where I I try not to, I try to differentiate like criticism by saying it's bad by Mm. more saying like, well, this is a totally different version that, than everybody that who reads comic books knows like same thing with Superman. It's like, this is not the version of Superman that has made him the iconic, most recognizable Superman or most recognizable superhero um, in all of existence. This is a totally different take on it. Um, and if you didn't want to do that take, I, I don't know. I, I think it's just more baffling to me than anything. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, because I guess Superman is, is closer to his counter, his comic book counterpart than, than Aquaman. Aquaman by far is the most like deviated from his source yeah. material, like without mm-hmm. question. Um, mm-hmm. and I guess people, people like the Momoa Aquaman. So that's, so that's great. But, um, I guess I'm maybe more disappointed that we'll never get to see kind of the, the Aquaman that 
is the popular one. <laughs> I would, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess you can define popularity differently, but the, the one who is, who is, who has made it this long, um, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. Head scratching. I have a, a, a proposal, I guess, for you guys for a new, new justice league or new like DC universe. Uh, part of the thing I have a problem with these movies, uh, and we've talked about it with Dave and just in the past on the show, like it's just hard to make like, superman the way we want him to be like so idealistic like that is hard in a modern setting because everything does feel kind of darker now is there in my head there's like a version of these movies that would be way more interesting if they took place like when they came out like in like the 30s 40s 50s is there like a version of that that's intriguing to you guys at all like where superman kind of comes up or batman like it takes place in that era movie wise because they've always been updated right I think it's interesting, but I think I would argue with the the central conceit of your question, which is get him, get him wrong. That's exactly why they should do those versions of characters, um, because for modern are dark. time, yeah, uh-huh. I, I think they should do this overly optimistic, positive portrayal of Superman, mm-hmm. and I think. And, and uh, when you guys were talking with Dave, which is like, well, the world's not like that anymore. We have Trump. We have, you know, all this kind of crazy shit that's happening right mm-hmm. now. So that version of Superman doesn't feel like it meshes well with today's. That is exactly why it should be the overly positive portrayal of Superman. Um, yeah. Because that's what makes him unique. And that's also in a yes. way. His, <laughs> thank you. That's also what makes together. him. That's like his <laughs> his 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 weakness is that he is mm. so positive and good. Is is that I think that is where you know because storytelling is all about conflict. So I think the conflict is you have a dark world, you have a more cynical world, and then where does someone who is so positive and so uplifting and so good, where does he fit in with that world? Mm-hmm. I think that's a far more interesting take on the character than just saying, well, the world's dark and cynical. Superman needs to be dark and cynical. Yeah. It's like I, that is I, I feel that is the opposite of where it should go. Um, mm-hmm. I want to see just the boyest, scoutiest version of Superman that there's ever mm-hmm. been. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a really hard thing to do. And I think. It, that's why they should do it is because telling a story with that's that optimistic and with someone who's that goody goody is super difficult. And I think if someone were to do it right, it would be the best fucking movie in the world. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Really? It would be. It's just so hard to yeah. get right. It's so hard to get right. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. So like I used to not like Captain America because I thought he was too Boy Scouty. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But then Brubaker, Ed Brubaker comes along and, and he's really the guy who um, turned Cap into what he is today, which is he's not a Boy Scout. He is the American ideal, meaning he is the ideal America that never existed, but that should have existed. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. He is, and that's why I'm kind of ex- uh, excited for this uh, U.S. agent um, coming with the, with the Falcon Winter Soldier, um, because he is this cynical, uh, more realistic take on on Captain America. But I think it's going to be nicely juxtaposed with well, Cap's probably not around or going to show up in this, I would think. But yeah, but you're going to have Bucky and uh, Falcon who are going to be trying to emulate Cap. Um, against this more realistic, cynical take. And mm-hmm. I think that's going to be um, a lot of fun. But no, I think for Superman, 
read All-Star Superman. Yeah. That guy right there is who I want to see in the in, in the movies. Mm-hmm. I want to see someone who is so squeaky clean and good, but at the same time, everybody loves. And it's hard to do that. It's going to be mm-hmm. really hard to do that. But I'm telling you, if somebody can pull it off, it's going to be the best. Well, yeah. look, especially with, like, here in America, the, the past four years worth of politics have been, like, so, like, uh, so disappointing. But then on top of it, we had the pandemic and like, we really need like some hope right now. And I feel like a well-written Superman can like walk into a room, make everyone breathe a sigh of relief. Like, okay, Superman's here. We, we got this. We can all like band together and we'll come out the other side. Yeah. You know, well, I for sure feel that like with like, you're, you talking about cap, like he is also like very, you know, boy scouty and stuff. And he, he completely works in the way that like winter soldier, right? Like, mm-hmm showing like hydra which is very you know kind of similar like this authoritarian regime or whatever trying to take over is like feels very you know prescient for right now and it's like and he totally works against that and maybe it's yeah maybe i'm just like focusing on the superman went dark because the world was dark and that's like the bad version of this mm-hmm. and it doesn't make sense um yeah so that maybe just doesn't what i'm what i'm looking for that that doesn't work in, in like the ending of of winter soldier when he's you know in that glass bottom of the, of the helicarrier mm. and he's like, he has a chance or he has it. He, he can, he could take down Bucky right there, but he goes, no, mm-hmm. you're going to have to kill me. Yeah. Those is like shield away. And he's just like, you're just going to have to kill me because I'm not, I'm not going to do this to you, Bucky. And like, mm-hmm. that is, people could call it boy scoutish. People can call it unrealistic. I call it like, that is like the, pure distilled essence of a good guy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i don't need to see dark cynical i've seen dark cynical forever i've experienced dark and cynical like we've all mm-hmm. experienced dark and cynical especially over the past year i want to see good i want to see someone who is just a good person who like brent said when he walks into the room you go oh he's here we're all mm-hmm. safe now like because mm-hmm. no matter what happens he will not let anything bad happen to any of us um yeah and yeah i think that would be a billion dollar movie easily but that's just me mm-hmm. yeah and like also ross to your point you and i like every eight months we like threatened to kill each other and they were like no <laughs> i'm gonna stand down so yeah, wow. it'll happen one day but i don't know uh give it time give it time uh but also like for Wait, what is today yeah oh Uh-oh. <laughs> today. hold on don't do it yet let me edit this podcast together first <laughs> um so uh like you were saying about a u.s agent who's going to show up on the falcon and the winter soldier a tv show on uh, disney plus sponsored content question mark no (laughs) all right never mind um so we got shut down real quick um but steven and that as you watch this series from what i'm to understand and from you know the 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 character from the marvel comics uh, u.s agent takes over uh, once the role of captain america has been vacated by steve and um it's very much a um uh, a america first type of approach to being the america superhero mm-hmm. for the most part so i think we'll see that juxtaposition once you know u.s agent once we get further into the show, I guess, is a better way to say it. Okay. Um, but imagine when you're watching that, if that was the only version of Captain America we had, that is like what they're doing to Superman in mm. the DCEU. It's like, 
like you're saying, Ross, like there's no baseline temperature for you know, what direction this is going to go. I know it's a fucked up metaphor and it's bad, but whatever, it's the show. <laughs> totally um, on board. But, but yeah, that's the, that's the whole thing with uh, Superman. Just get Superman right and let the other stuff click into place. I think they're doing pretty good with Wonder Woman. She's my favorite part of this Justice League movie. I'm not sure about the Snyder cut. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, eager to watch that after we get done recording here. But I'm so um, excited to talk about it with you, yeah. Yeah, um, boy. It's this is wildly be different. A trip. <laughs> <laughs> it's wildly different um there was that you did maybe think about something though i think they play up even more in the theatrical version is this like mm-hmm. um sexual tension between batman and wonder woman and i don't know mm-hmm. i guess i just don't need it like they make these little jokes yeah. and like little like glances at each other and i'm like i don't again I, I i'm not a big fan of the justice league but i'm like i didn't think this was gonna happen and when it did i was like oh okay i guess they're gonna do it that's weird there was some art that leaked online or maybe somebody just like straight up posted it, but it was like these um, big like walls of like it's almost like marker boards, but they were like turned vertically and they had like Jim Lee marker drawings on them of the DC characters. Mm. They were almost like um, uh, keyframes from like a potential like sequel mm. to like the Snyder cut of Justice League. But I guess this was made like way back in the day. He was just like kind of writing down his plan going forward and one of the things that was of note on that is that uh batman has a child with lois lane it's like man you gotta like cuck superman like this like what the fuck so that's the thing i what ross you had asked earlier about if they were going to keep going with the snyder verse and from what i had heard today when i was looking at stuff Zack snyder has said like he's done but just I, I just keep thinking like if this does well enough on HBO Max, maybe they'll they'll try to revive that. And the, the Snyder yeah. Cut fans will will start a new hashtag and blah, blah, blah. I probably already have. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, he he did say some stuff and it was like it's about how Lois is like the key to everything. And eventually she and Batman have a an affair. And then Superman, I guess, gets Lois pregnant and her son, like Batman dies in a supposed sequel to this and their son becomes the new Batman, like Superman's son becomes the new Batman at some point. And I was like, this is why I'm like, I, I like his version of the Justice League movie way more than the theatrical one. But I'm like, I don't know that they need any more. <laughs> you know, it's going to get weird. That's so fucked up, man. Yeah. Like, I don't even understand the reasoning for that. Yeah, I don't know. It's just to create fake tension. Like, it's yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's not, oh, God, it's so fucking bad. It's bad, so right? bad. Yeah. It, it seems like they are wildly, like, uh, erasing Lois's understanding of, like, mm-hmm. how much she loves Clark, and then, like, she's just not into Batman. That's, like, that's kind of her thing, right? Like, she understands that Bruce is a handsome guy and like gets his charm, but she's like, no, I'm like, she seems a little bit above Bruce to me. The, the type of woman that would fall in love with Clark Kent would not fall in love with Bruce Wayne. Mm. <laughs> like, That's a good point. Like, it's yeah. just not. The only mm. reason you you do that is to create some kind of like weird tension that doesn't need to be there. Like you could think of. 20,000 other ways to create tension and that is like one of the words like that's just so it, it, it's a Snyder has this same thing that 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 JJ Abrams does where it's like 
I like their their ability to visually convey a story. I don't like their I don't like their storytelling abilities. Like they they are not good storytellers. Period. Like they they hmm. shouldn't they should work on other people's scripts and not be allowed to introduce their own ideas into things. Like because they clearly are not are not good at it. Like Abrams Abrams has that stupid thing, his stupid mystery box, which has that ever paid off. You guys know what that is, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. His mystery box approach to storytelling. I can't think of a single time when that has been like, oh, yeah, he nailed it. Like, never. It's the always mystery is bigger than the than the reveal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's I, never, a, like, yeah. I mean, I'm an Abrams fan, at, but I get the, like, yeah, I get the criticism of that. Um, I've always said yeah. that Snyder would be like a great cinematographer, mm-hmm. but not, Same thing with Abrams, not an yeah. actual filmmaker, right? Like. Yeah, the visuals are cool, but the story is always like all over the place. Even if I like it, like I've liked some of Snyder's movies and stuff, they're always still like, well, they're not that great story wise. But like visually, it was cool enough that it sold me on it. Like three hundred yeah. was three hundred was good because he was working mm. off of someone else's script. Like, um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of um, he was at least working off someone else's like storytelling ideas, mm-hmm. um, and I think that Snyder can visually put together a story like extremely well like like the justice league movie where it works visually it really really works um like that whole scene where uh the flash you know reaches down and touches the mother box or whatever like it was shot beautifully mm-hmm. it was ridiculous as far as like logic goes but like yeah. it looked really nice um mm-hmm. yeah and then, I, yeah. And then uh, superman cgi lip we can all agree God, that was like best the best <laughs> I've I'm, have been staring at it for <laughs> not hip on two hours. <laughs> it's just like it's so bizarre to me, man. You know, it's really weird. Also, uh, whenever Whedon came on, he just reshot some of the scenes like to fit a more like uh, Avengers type tone than like the dark tone or whatever. So some of those mm-hmm. scenes, like there's a whenever Clark comes back and he's with Lois at the at the house and he's like in the field. And like the lip is looks so bad, like the CGI lip looks so bad. It's like there's a there's a whole different version of that in the Snyder cut. It's that exact same scene with like some different dialogue, but it's like we they went out of their way to shoot something they had to fix and post with CGI, and it's like you didn't have to have that in the movie nearly as much. Like that whole scene in the beginning with those kids, just don't put that scene in there, and people won't talk about the lip, man. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It didn't add anything to the story yeah. at all. Yeah. Period. And I, I did think that that one scene where he's in the field with uh, with with Lois, that was the closest he felt like Superman, like mm. what I think of mm. as Superman, like the good guy. Yeah. Um, that was the closest. But otherwise, he, he felt so I like I like Henry Cavill as an actor, but I don't know that he's the best mm. Superman either that or he's not been given much to work with, which I think is probably the more likely case. Um, yeah. because he seems like, like a uh, man from uncle is like one of my favorite movies. I love that. I've movie. heard it's really good. Yeah. It's so good. Um, uh, I should say, uh, El test does not, uh, <laughs> endorse or condone the behavior of army hammer either. Um, we're really just like riding up the body that count at so this point. Weird. <laughs> yeah. I was paying attention so to many army hammer jokes lately. Oh, it's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anytime, anytime, any, 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 eating something comes up. I'm like, mm. Oh my God, I can't help it. Uh, so who is your favorite Superman and why is it Dean Cain? <laughs> I, 
I don't like Dean right Kane. wing Dean Kane. <laughs> yeah, which, is, about, which is so uh, disappointing because he's like he's like uh, I think he's Korean. He's like part Korean, Dean Kane. which is exciting. Yeah. It's like oh wow, yeah. Korean Superman, and it happened, and like nobody really like pointed it out, which is like kind of good, right? Mm. It's like oh, this Korean guy is like playing Superman. Cool. Okay. Fine. Whatever. But then like his his like recent. Uh, also, uh, let's talk about stuff does not endorse or condone um, the behaviors of Dean Kane. <laughs> Japanese, is it? He says he's, uh, Japanese. he's part Japanese. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Gotcha. Yeah, but uh, oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, I was wondering, like, is there a, is there a favorite for you guys of, of your portrayal of, of any on-screen Superman? I mean, I think the, the Donner Superman is, mm-hmm. is the probably closest it's definitely got its own issues um but i think uh i think christopher reeves can can he's got that presence that i don't think henry cavill does henry cavill's a good looking guy he's got the physique and everything but he doesn't have that presence that like if if christopher reeve were to step in even in that ridiculous you know very dated looking uh superman outfit um if you were to like show up when you're in trouble, you would feel like you're being saved. Mm-hmm. Like you would feel like you're in good hands. Um, and he can also do the Clark thing really well, which I don't think uh, Henry Cavill pulls off the Clark thing mm-hmm. um, because he just looks too much like Henry Cavill. He looks like a yeah. gorgeous, like seven foot tall Greek God chiseled. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Whereas, uh, 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 uh Reeve looks like nebby and kind of like wormy whenever he's playing Clark. He could, Mm -hmm. he could nail that, that physiology by, by just a couple little like small changes and like hunching over and wearing kind of a bigger Mm -hmm. suit. He looks like a dorky little Clark Kent. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think for that portrayal, he's, I, I, I can't think of anybody else who's, who's done it better. Yeah. And they do that a bit in that all-star Superman comic that Ross was telling you about, Stephen. Um, mm-hmm. They, uh, the artist Frank Quitely, he he portrays Clark differently than he does Superman. Like he's hunched over, you know, has a different posture, more clumsy, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Um, I will say, like at the end of this movie, where Superman comes back to all of our collective shock, um, and he shows up and he uh, he starts fighting like Steppenwolf or whatever. That's like the Superman I like. And I think that's why I like this movie, even though it's like bad. I know it's bad, but it's like an empty calories type of thing. It's like, I know it's bad, mm. but mm, kind of like it. But it's it's nice to see Superman like saving the day, being like chipper about it. And then like after they separate the mother box, it explodes and they have like a little chuckle. It's like, oh, we almost died. Gonna wish I was dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's one of those things. And then like even though like, the thing at the end where he's like racing the flash out of just like to be fun, like having fun in these movies is like important. Now the, I feel like they went, the pendulum swung wildly the different direction with like Aquaman and like mm. Wonder Woman 84 in particular, where it's like, Oh, let's have fun, but also like be bad, I guess, I guess. Okay, sure. Why not? Um, so it's one of those things, certainly some give and take. <laughs> I remember last time I was on your show, it was like the week before Wonder Woman 84 came out. And I was like, I'm really looking forward to this. I think they're going to do something really interesting with like Max Lord. And I think they can really take it in an interesting direction. <laughs> and then I saw the movie. I was like, God, I need to like <laughs> ask that you guys go back and scrub that from existence. <laughs> hey, you had hope, you know, I had hope. 
but didn't last long. Yep. Didn't last long. Nope. Uh, oh, that's like a the bizarre movie. Totally bizarre, man. They really <laughs> like. I don't know what they were thinking with that. Like yeah. I, I wasn't even stoned when I watched that, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what, what is <laughs> happening with this movie right now? What are they doing? So. Uh, this is good because I, w- I wanted to bring up something I've been uh, kind of talking about recently that I, I had rewatched mm-hmm. the Donner, the, the first two movies uh, of Superman. And then I w- rewatched Supergirl, uh, which came out in 1984 and Wonder Woman 84. I feel like I can remember uh, wow. Patty, Patty Jenkins directed that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like Patty Jenkins. Patty <laughs> Jenkins. <laughs> I feel like she grew up watching this movie. And then was like, became the director of Wonder Woman 84. And she's like, I'm going to make Supergirl again because some of the oh, same okay. silliness totally plays in Supergirl, but it's, it's a fucking stupid eighties like spinoff. And it totally works mm-hmm. in that kind of Avenue, you know, uh, versus like a modern movie or whatever. But I had written some notes down from that just brief, uh, in sure. that movie, the, the effects are really bad, but it has like good actors it has like Faye Dunaway in it, uh, as the villain. It is all about witches. It is very much like the WandaVision thing. Uh, Faye Dunaway <laughs> plays okay. a witch who's trying to steal Supergirl's powers from her. Um, very bizarre. Almost every guy that Supergirl meets wants to rape her. Um, the first two humans that she meets are two truckers who literally get out and talk about raping her. Um, they're like, let's go Jesus behind these Christ. bushes. It's her teachers call all women small minded. Um, she seduces a handyman. She 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 goes to like an all girls boarding school. She seduces a handyman who is the cocaine douchebag from Die Hard uh, without a beard. <laughs> OK, right. Yeah. I'd never seen him in anything else except for Die Hard. And he's in this and they're like they're like a love interest, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's also an amazing the like the biggest uh, set piece is a, uh, a runaway tractor in a town square outside of a Popeye's that they're all eating at it's the weirdest fucking shit man it was so bizarre to watch but i i, I would say i enjoyed awesome. it oh yeah it definitely gets still to watch that i would definitely watch that over <laughs> wonder woman 84 uh any day uh Is it's it not on good, hbo but but interesting yeah i think it was on hbo yeah sweet mm-hmm. yeah you should check it out uh, I've, I've never seen it. Ross and I, we actually met at a, a local Comic-Con here in Tulsa. We met the writer of Supergirl at the time, um, Sterling Gates. And he, we asked him like some annoying questions at that little like panel or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then he was like cool with us and he was, you know, being pretty chill with us like hanging around and whatnot. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that was, that was fun. He had mentioned that movie and I was like, I've never seen this. Like I barely oh, even yeah. knew it existed, but yeah that's crazy man for me it was it's i had said it before the podcast but it's it's all helen slater the girl who plays supergirl i had a huge crush on her growing up she's in the the legend ah. of billy jean which is an awesome 80s movie um where she's like a teenager who gets like wrongly accused of shooting this guy and her she and her brother and her friends all go on the run and like basically become this like whole movement for teenagers being like we're not going to take it anymore and it's like this really fun like 80s hmm. movie so i i grew up with that I one band that wrote one. a song about that do what weird. i said i heard heard of a band who wrote a song about that not wanting to take it anymore hmm. they're kind of like twisted but also like kind of like i don't know sisterly a little bit i don't know interesting yeah, yeah. i'll have to check that they out i should have brought then. that back up yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you're talking about michael jackson at first <laughs> <laughs> 
But I also tried in this rewatch. Uh, let's talk about stuff. Also, does not condone or uh, uh, endorse the um, uh, the allegations leveled so at Michael Jackson. Yeah, um, I had tried. I had attempted in this rewatch to watch Superman Returns as well. Um, the Brian okay. Singer the 2006 movie, which I yeah. liked. Oh, let's talk about the stuff. Time. Also, does not endorse. Do you guys endorse I, that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Brian Singer uh, also also canceled. But, yeah. uh, Lord, man, what is going on with people? And you know, Lex Luthor is really good in that movie. He's played a Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Let's talk about stuff. Also, does not endorse or um, condone the um, bullshit that Kevin Spacey has done as well. Uh, yeah, I don't know, yeah. but yeah, I, I got like halfway through and I was like, this isn't good. It has like good people in it. James Marsden's in it. Um, yeah. I also, I 100%, I would have bet every dollar that I have that Rachel McAdams played Lois Lane in that movie, and it's Kate Bosworth. Did not realize. <laughs> yeah, when I watched right. it, I was so shocked. <laughs> she has red hair in it. I Holy think that's shit. what got me. Yeah. It, like, I really feel like I'm in a different universe now. Uh, like, I crossed yeah. over somewhere because I totally thought that was, uh, I think, I think Rachel McAdams, yeah, I think it's a... Uh, mm-hmm. Who I thought it was, yeah. It was just really weird. Uh, and I after I got when I first saw her come on screen and it wasn't Rachel McAdams, like I didn't see her name pop up in the credits, and I was like, Kate Bosworth in this, that's weird. And then it showed her and she's Lois <laughs> Lane, and I was like, I can't get over this. I can't finish this yeah. movie. Uh she has a, a child in this movie, obviously, mm. you know, seated by Batman, of course. Yeah. <laughs> that's mm. the crossover event with the Snyder stuff for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it was just weird. Cause I, I didn't realize that came out in 2006. Uh, man of steel came out in 2013, I think. Yes. I didn't realize yeah. how close they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like, you know, a few years apart, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, I kept meaning to bring that one up too. And I, I'm not going to go back and watch it. I, it's just not that great. Um, but it really interesting. Like they were like, Oh, let's bring a whole new actor in to, to be like the Christopher Reeve bat or uh, Superman. And, mm-hmm. um, Brandon Routh, man, I mean, I like that dude generally, but uh, it's it's just a weird, weird version of that. Like, uh, I don't really get what they were going for. Um, but yeah, it's been interesting, this whole rewatch thing with from Man of Steel to this. And then I was like, I'll check these out. Like, I'm still searching for my Superman. So hopefully All-Star Superman will be the one that finally catches me, you know? I hope so. I hope so. They have an animated movie of it as well, I think, which is on HBO Max. Yeah. So, Yeah. Animated but I certainly recommend decent, the comic. But yeah, the comic comics book better. Read the comic yeah. book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right twelve on. incredible issues. It's all good. All good Sweet. stuff. So mm-hmm. good. It's yeah, one I see, of I'm my excited about comic that. books ever. Like, like full stop. Like, not not no caveats. It's like one of my favorite comic books. It's just it's gorgeous the whole way through, and it just nails the Superman mythos. Unlike anything else does, I think. I think it's the, probably the the best. I think Grant Morrison like kind of set out to say i know people have struggled writing superman and making him like a good relatable character so this is how you do it nice and so mm-hmm. it's almost like a blueprint as to like this is how you make superman work and cool it mm-hmm. just nails it all you have to do is be grant morrison or alan moore and <laughs> just write incredible <laughs> comic book stories that's all you have to do be, it's very be easy most influential um mm. <laughs> writers of all time Come so on, just be better yeah, okay. yeah. Be better yeah well like like yeah. grant morrison said like um for superman like um a problem for superman isn't a big strong guy comes down and he's got to punch him to death um 
Superman, a, a problem for Superman is um, Crypto the Super Dog goes missing. And so now it's not like, oh, I got to beat this guy up. It's the superpowered man's superpowered dog has gone missing. And so maybe it got he got dog napped by like an intergalactic um uh, uh space dog napper you know you know some, some <laughs> like you whoa, take whoa. <laughs> you take like uh kind of more mundane situations and mm-hmm. put them in a um because that's a, you well superman's so strong and mm-hmm. he can beat anybody up so then like you you get writers who come in and say well we got to depower superman or we got to take mm-hmm. superman out of the fight for the first part or something like that because he's just so strong that he would win any fight like that the 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 way to make superman work is to not make him just have to punch somebody until they go down it's yeah. it's that you um you come up with situations and then you uh, kind of more mundane situations, and then you explode them into uh, like the superverse or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, oh, I, I lost my wife's ring. Well, uh, Superman lost his wife's ring while uh, fighting Darkseid on Apocalypse. You know, like like you 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 heighten everything. You heighten mundane situations up to like super levels Hmm. and that's how you make Mm -hmm. Superman work. And I think until people realize that you're just going to keep getting the same thing where Superman either gets depowered or he gets taken out right at the very first by some, Mm -hmm. some crazy convoluted way because, you know, Superman, he would just punch him and the fight would be over. Um, And so I think it going forward, if Warner brothers doesn't kind of learn from that, you're you're just going to get stuck in the same cycle of, of just, uninteresting uninspired superman stories that don't work Mm -hmm. yeah it should be kind of like the uh the fight at the end of one division where we've got white vision talking to colored vision what's that (laughs) oh we don't say colored we don't say colored anymore (laughs) sorry Uh, classic vision brent hibbard's statements you know what it bounced back on me um this is my last episode um but i do want to say like it it should be more of that it should be more like uh, a philosophical approach to um, mm. writing Clark and, and Superman and m- make sure to keep Clark in the the mix there like I, I feel like Superman mm. is Clark whereas Bruce Wayne is Batman you know like mm. the the identities are, are flipped like guys I'm just gonna say it Superman's a good dude um, that's really all it comes down to um, just just keep that in mind you know and then then you got it good you got it made in the shade there right but, on. yeah well any last thoughts right. for anybody um, I've got just a couple more notes. Um, should be quick. Okay. Uh, was the whole point of the Russian family was was it just the Dostoevsky joke? Was that the whole <laughs> was that the whole payoff for that? I believe that was the crux. Yes, because like you could have cut that out. If you're looking for things to cut out of a movie, right? Seems like that Russian family got a lot of screen time. <laughs> and then it was just a Dostoevsky. <laughs> I, I thought, well, maybe like the son will say, you know, come into play or like pivotal moment the, the they'll end up saving or throwing the mother box to superman or something like that no it was just for a dostoevsky joke um mm-hmm. and Worth the flash it. ran away and i think that was it <laughs> yeah. that was it mm-hmm. yeah. ironically <laughs> they the are not song. in the snyder cut so <gasps> okay so that was oh, no. they do go the other way yeah they uh they do wow. cut all that out weird guy okay. yeah um weird. Also, um, because I've been listening to you guys' podcast, I listened to the past two weeks, um, like just like Gross. back to back. And then I, I watched um, all of the MonsterVerse movies, all of the Godzilla, mm-hmm. uh, King of Monsters, like all the King Kong. Um, mm-hmm. um, 
whenever they're talking about uh, w- whenever the the superheroes all go back outside after uh, Justice League after they beat uh, uh, Steppenwolf and they go go back outside and like there's like alien flowers growing everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. It, like I couldn't help but think like did a kaiju come through here? Because eh? <laughs> um, it was really weird because the, the same thing happens like with the kaijus coming through and so. Mm-hmm. Why was there all the flowers growing? And they look really the bad. Like they're yeah. they're otherworldly, but Crazy it's like totally CGI bad. <laughs> yeah. Was this supposed to be from the mother box or something? Was it? I, I don't know. I was like lost. it's at least it's like a throwaway line in uh, King of Monsters or King of the Monsters, where it's like, oh, we need to bring them back so they can like, you know, uh, vegetation grows back from the ash of you know humanity or whatever, um, but. I don't understand at all why it's happening now. I guess the Earth is happy that Steppenwolf has been defeated. Yeah. And like, we've got all these weird charcoal like tumors, like uh, tum- tumor veins being tunneled <laughs> around Russia. So now there's flowers on them and everything's better. And they're like, the, the, the roads, the roads in the city are devastated. Yeah. <laughs> Beyond repair. There are no more Your buildings. Your is fucked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Chernobyl, take a seat. <laughs> New Russia is here. You guys look yeah. cool flowers, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Very weird choice. Um, the uh, end credits, um, like the end end credits mm-hmm. with uh, the Deathstroke mm-hmm. um, part where he comes up and talks to Luther. I'm like, yeah. this, wh- why, why go to the, why go to Darkseid and, and, and Steppenwolf and bring in the whole new gods and everything? Why not just keep this focused like on a human level and, and deal with like Luther and Deathstroke and, um, you know, bring in some other, um, I mean, I guess you could bring in fucking Joker, Jared Leto's Joker, if you wanted to mm. really wish you wouldn't. Um, but yeah, make, make it so that it was like a, like a soup, uh, 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 like a, uh, well, I almost Wait. said, <laughs> what's the, uh, the, the, uh, oh my God, I need to have my card revoked. <laughs> the villain team, the league. The, Oh boy, yeah, I, I can't think of it either. Uh, I want to say the Injustice Society, but that's like the uh, the Earth Three version of uh, it's like the bad version of the Justice League. Yeah. It might be this Justice League. That might be what they're setting up. As this is like the entire time we didn't know it, but this entire time we've been watching these shitty versions of these characters, <laughs> and then like they will eventually fight like a good Justice League, you know. I don't know. That don't should know. have been this uh, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what yeah. I wonder. Yeah, bring it more local. Just have yeah. a better cast in uh, Lex Luthor, but you know, fight a team. The like Legion that. of Doom is what you're Legion looking for. Legion of Doom. Oh my god, yeah, I could not think of that. I could not think of that. And I was like, I got nothing, guys. I'm gonna, gonna watch you flounder because I got nothing to help. I'm so sorry. But it should have been a Legion of Doom. It should have been. I mean, it, you could have you could have um, Steppenwolf pulling the strings there, Darkseid mm. pulling the strings, or something to to kind of uh, instigate the whole whole thing, but. I think it would have been much more interesting to see them fight like um, sort of like more earth-based characters instead of, it's just Mm -hmm. not fun to see them fighting alien hordes. And I know that that worked for Avengers, but that wasn't the point of the Avengers. Like the Avengers was about them coming together, dealing with Loki and dealing with each other. And then the, the aliens were just there for like the kind of the coda at the end. Whereas Mm -hmm. this was all about them fighting the alien horde. And it's just not interesting. Um, I think it would have been a lot I, better. I will, I will uh, tell on myself and say that the Parademons, um, they're from the comics, but the first time I read it, 
I read it as parade mons. I'm like, oh, look at all these parade mons. These parade mons are cool. And then like later I was like, oh, you know what? The word demons in this. I bet it's like parademon. That makes sense. Then they're flying like a paratrooper. So yeah, okay. I like that more okay. though. Parade mon. They work better to me. I, I didn't understand them because uh, I hadn't seen them in the comics and stuff. They felt, I was joked about them being like the Wizard of Oz monkeys. Like they just felt like stupid henchmen <laughs> that fly around and I just didn't get mm-hmm. it. But they are, yeah. they are more interesting in the Snyder cut. Um, they don't just like fly <laughs> around. They don't talk or do a whole lot or whatever. But like there's just mm-hmm. little scenes that I'm like, oh, I get kind of why they're, they're better for this. Um, that's the kind of stuff. It's like it just fixes a little bit. Um, yeah kind of helps out but it's still it's still not you know the best so i did think it was funny like one of the first scenes whenever batman hangs holds that guy over the roof and like pulls him back and then like nets mm-hmm. the parademon against like the brick wall and mm-hmm. he goes up mm-hmm. and is like looking at him and the demon's like freaking out and you can clearly hear something like building up and light shining and like there's gonna be an explosion and batman is standing like two feet away yeah, from right. him and just sort of like puts his hand up like oh okay. yeah. <laughs> like he doesn't he doesn't like oh shit this thing's gonna explode and like get the fuck away from it he just sort of like stands right next and lets it blow up in his face like it could have been so much worse yeah he's um, like yeah. oh this will be contained it's fine yeah. i can stand right next to this explosion it's gonna be fine uh, and he was right but like yeah, he was why <laughs> but why was he right, he was right. Yeah. Um, yeah oh and then the uh the I have one more note. The uh, uh, Luther says we should make a league of our own. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then they and put so, on the rock like for the baseball team. outfits from uh, from the great nineteen ninety two movie, <laughs> A League of Their Own. Yeah. So yeah. are we going to get a sequel directed by Penny Marshall or? Like, oh, I mean, bring her back. Can we not at this point? Because <laughs> she did direct <laughs> League of Our Own. Mm-hmm. Um, can we put her in some amniotic fluid and then throw a yes. Rubik's cube at the water and then at the same time we'll <laughs> we'll shoot some lightning into it and see if that brings her back wait even more powerful wait. than before if you put socks on and rub your feet on carpet real fast and then touch that Rubik's cube who knows what will happen I'm willing to give it a shot yeah I'm willing to give it a shot man let's do you this Lori Petty starts running around the room really fast <laughs> <laughs> crashes in to the catcher at the end <laughs> Now that's the movie I would watch. Penny mm-hmm. Marshall's Justice League. That's a good movie. <laughs> Can't get any worse, right? No. No, no. Oh, man. All right. Well, I'm glad that you watched this for us, Ross. Uh, oh, it was yes. fun. Two and a half times. Your service is appreciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, sometimes it's just like so absurd and it kind of makes for good conversation. I mean, our outtakes, we were stumbling in the beginning, but I think we really got it there. Uh, talking about mm-hmm. justice league there's just a lot to talk about so yeah good stuff man so thanks for being on the show yeah thanks for coming back yeah, I, said, I said to brent i was like man I, I listened to you guys talk about like the monster verse and like i would have liked to come on for that because man i love those movies but then i was thinking about it later and i'm like i really don't have more to say other than like i really enjoyed them yeah Whereas, like with this yeah. movie i got a lot i could, <laughs> I could go, talk right? about this <laughs> gonna five hours easily yeah <laughs> yeah it's like you could talk longer than the snyder verse cut even is yeah yeah mm-hmm. just keep it going I think that's why uh, How Did This Get Made works so well as a mm-hmm. podcast. It's like there's so many like bizarre things to discuss. Mm-hmm. It, it's just like weird choices and like trying yeah. to speculate about all this stuff. It's just it's Makes insane. It interesting. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. 
yeah so uh thanks everybody for joining us today if you would uh, like to let us know what you thought you can um contact us in the show notes below all the info's down there um and please rate and review us on your favorite podcast app if you will five stars is appreciated um ross mm-hmm. did you want to plug anything like no. social media Sweet. all my stuff's private i don't damn really. straight <laughs> mm-hmm. i like that i'm uh, my star wars legos i don't really have much to offer the world i mean that's a good thing to offer the world <laughs> i remember that last time you had a bunch of cool shit with that Mm. Oh, we got even more. Oh, man. <laughs> That's cool. I like that. That's a lot worse. of good stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well, Brent, anything for you? Anything else you want to say? Uh, only only to say that next week we are going to discuss the Zack Snyder's cool. Justice League Snyder Cut. Um, I'm actually eager to talk about it, I think, just based on your reaction mm-hmm. to it. Fascinating. Fascinating. I know. I, I don't want to pump it up too much. You know what? We'd probably just record a new episode now just based on what you've said. You know? Like, I'll I just, you I just have go. so much to go on. <laughs> the controversial opinion about liking Cyborg now from Stephen Fisher. Wow, incredible. It's, incredible. I, I was very unexpected for me. But yeah. it, it's what makes me believe uh, Ray Fisher a little bit more. I'm like, well, they did seem to have a lot of this in there that they cut out, and it does make yeah. it better. So I don't know. I don't know what really to think about all the wow. situation, but at least he's better uh, character in the movie, you know, more fleshed out. So, which is ironic because he doesn't have much flesh left. Fle- oh, God damn it! Yeah. Flesh. <laughs> <laughs> which is ironic because he doesn't have very much flesh left. Yeah, mm, that's true. Just like a side of a face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry. Nope. Well, Brad, did you want to <laughs> ask you a question? Like yeah uh, are you are you watching the snyder cut ross i'll probably watch it at some point yeah yeah <laughs> give it a little breather <laughs> i'm not gonna like jump on it right now or anything <laughs> yeah I'll i do probably watch yeah. it like over this week or something i recommend yeah. yeah you you know just watch it like a chapter at a time that like, there's little like chapter cards that come up part part cards or whatever and uh so that makes it really easy just to be like i'm gonna watch this little bit and then you know get back to it later again Fascinating to me, Stephen Fisher, the binge watcher of all binge watchers, splitting up a movie. What's <laughs> ironic chapters. about this? Yeah, I will binge watch TV shows, but I split up my own movies. I watch movies <laughs> over days all the time. Uh, but it's like it's really just on my schedule, whatever that may be. Yes, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I want. So, yeah, yeah. I look forward to Let's that go. discussion, though, Brent. Um, Mm-hmm. And Ross, I would love once you do watch it, if and when, I would love to hear your thoughts about it because uh, it is a completely different movie. Yeah, so I, I, I'm 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 confused. Maybe this is the wrong time. But is it mostly CGI that they're adding in, or is it like whole scenes? Though, yeah. The, so what I'd heard is they they reshot like there's only like four minutes of actual like actor reshot footage like reshoots that they did and added. All the rest of it is CGI. But the way that I'd heard it is like. He had shot like 90% of Justice League originally, and it just needed mm-hmm. like effect shots. And then Whedon went in and reshot and like added scenes and all this stuff. So when they say it's like effects, it's like they're they're finishing stuff that was part of his vision. And then I was watching some YouTube videos of like the the two like cuts side by side of some certain scenes. And there's like a part where like because what they can do with effects, there's a part like in the theatrical version where like Wonder Woman drops down and she's like by herself. But in the new version, Aquaman and Flash are like behind her and it's like a completely different context. So it's like they use the same. They like cut her out of whatever they originally filmed and placed her in different parts or or whatever. Lots of the characters that way. So it's like, yeah, it's a lot of CGI just to like finish the vision. 
So okay. it's, it, that's what's so interesting about yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll check it and out. And then the story, like editing is rearranged. The music is completely different. Um, Cause they, they had, they brought in Danny Elfman for the theatrical one. So like they brought in the old mm-hmm. Batman themes and stuff, you know, and that's all completely gone. So that changes that was, scenes a lot. Cause that, that was in the, the theatrical cut, right? The Danny mm-hmm. Elfman stuff. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm making sure I thought I heard it. I just specifically yeah. the yep. scene that I remembered is there, the bank robbing scene that Wonder Woman stops or like the, the bomb blowing at the bank or whatever. Um, yeah. and the theatrical version, it's like a Danny Elfman and it, and it feels like, like the Batman 89, like Joker's going to rob somebody and they're playing this like fun kind of music to it. And I was watching the theatrical version and I, I was thinking like, man, I bet this scene with different music would play completely different. And it does. Cause in the, in the Zack Snyder version, it's like a very serious scene with a very like mm-hmm. serious score and this whole scene, like it's edited differently but like if you played the same thing with different music it's completely different feeling and so that like really plays a part um there's a lot of stuff that just is like wildly different with the same footage and uh, that's what's so what fascinating if, about it so what if when you went to go watch the theatrical version of that scene it was just like the theme song from the simpsons playing in the background and she's like blocking all those bullets and shit that would really do it wouldn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> And then, like, when that runs out, they just, like, throw in the theme from Beetlejuice. Yeah. It's like, we'll just keep it going. Best of Danny Elfman, just you know? Just keep going, yeah. yeah. Fuck it. I mean, they're like, we need to fill in time. And then the dinosaurs theme comes in. <laughs> really play it up. Yeah. Totally different vibe. Yeah. Totally different vibe. Uh, but, yeah, Incredible. I'm really excited to hear what you guys think of that because uh, it's just so yeah. different. So, yeah, it'd be cool. Well, uh, yeah. thank you again, Thanks. Ross, for being on the show today. Uh, uh, yeah. Nothing else for you guys. I'm cool. So, until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And I'm Ross. Awesome, and let's talk later. My man. <laughs> Come together. <laughs> So, I, I don't, don't think, think so. I feel like booyah is a term that's just like been around. I think it's. I think yeah. it was like a military. I was like, like I guess I, I'm thinking like hua, hua, type of thing. But yeah. it just seems like something that like military guys say. I don't know. Yeah, hmm? I don't know. It's weird. I could be wrong about all of that, but that's that's all I've heard <laughs> about it. Like I know. That's, I know. That's, it, it, like what if else you got you more to do? say, say it, man. I I, I definitely want to hear it because I don't want to support mm-hmm. people if they're being shitty. But you know. If you just say they're shitty. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, I don't know. My brain shut off. But um, (laughs) speaking of a thing you said, I don't know. I want to hear more about it. That's what it was. Um, Ross, uh, classic Lego head. I heard that, uh, or I saw that you've got like a Lego bonsai tree. Or made one. Oh, yeah. No, I got one. Yeah. That's cool. It's awesome. You guys want to see it? Yeah. Do you have a hand? I want to see it. Yeah, Yeah, go grab it. Okay. Ross has removed his headphones. Now we're just looking at CGI clipped <laughs> <laughs> Henry Cavill on the screen. All right, Ross is back. We we got a full face shot of that Henry Cavill behind you a second ago. That was incredible. Oh wow, look at the the bonsai tree. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, that's cool that's looking. Awesome. Are those like, are those just like Lego bits down at the bottom to be the gravel? Yep. Just loose. Just loose ones? Oh, man, yeah. I like that. 
You take care of that thing. Yeah. I can Miyagi wants you to. I've killed several of them. So. Yeah. <laughs> several <laughs> Lego ones. <laughs> Yo, my, uh, my wife and I, uh, we got uh, some like um, some sets yesterday. And then uh, we, <laughs> we started building them and they're like, these are awesome. And so we went and got like yet another one like last nice. night like so we, we between her and i we spent like well over a hundred dollars um just like this weekend on buying sets oh yeah what kind of stuff do you buy yeah what kind of lego stuff um well these were like uh they had these like beach houses and um you can like connect them and build them in different ways and like Crazy. put them together and so like you can just buy one set or you can buy like multiples and like have like different pieces of them built like like mm-hmm. as a con- continuous thing or whatever um but yeah they uh they were on sale so <laughs> they were even cheaper than that. <laughs> so yeah we spent a lot of money um but they're just like you know they're, they're puzzles that you can like put together mm-hmm. um yeah and then just like put them on display and like uh like we both built like little versions of ourselves nice and so like we can build like houses and I've got like a whole bookshelf uh, that's like cleaned off. That's just like Lego stuff that we have built up. That's like, like little cars that we've built. And um, that's all separate from my star Wars stuff. I got like a whole big mm-hmm. shelf over here. That's just star Wars stuff. Um, that's like a, I don't know how many ships, probably like a dozen <laughs> ships or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not, they're not cheap, <laughs> but they're no, not. I imagine uh, not. No, now, on the Lego version of yourself, how long did it take to assemble the Lego mustache that you now have to <laughs> add on to it? <laughs> I just uh, <laughs> took some uh, uh, <clears throat> took some cat hair and like glued it on. <laughs> <laughs> no, they actually have like they have uh, t- like any version of any Lego anything that you can think of. They make for the most part. So like it was just a matter of like combining different. Uh, sets together until we just found like ones that we liked of ourselves that looked close enough. Yeah. And uh, it's just funny to like, like I have one right now that's set up where it's like, um, like I have like a beach bum. Um, he's like got no shirt, like got this long beard and shaggy hair and he's got like a bottle of alcohol and uh, he's wearing like jean shorts and yeah, Aquaman. <laughs> and uh, um like we have like a little beach house that's set up. And so like, we're both like standing on like the balcony of our beach house, like pointing down. And, uh, I put, uh, I have a little Grogu, um, nice. uh, mm-hmm. one as so I put Grogu on a surfboard and then I made a little drunk, my little drunk beach bum. Uh, I built a little dolphin. And so he's riding the dolphin chasing Grogu like, <laughs> in front of the, <laughs> the house. And, um, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> That was a perfect day. <laughs> I think we can stop it there. Yeah, that was good. Board. Okay. Cool. You recording, Ross? Yes. You got it? Hell yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, I've got an important question to ask you guys. Have you ever pieced together a chain restaurant meal for yourself? Meaning, like, you get the entree from one place, aside mm-hmm. from another. Then maybe a drink or dessert from another place. That's the dream, because, right? Oh, and I'm living that dream last <laughs> night. Oh, man. I went to pick up some Popeyes. Uh, I picked up a chicken sandwich, not a spicy, uh, because my wife does not like spicy stuff necessarily. Um, but then I got the Cajun flounder sandwich, the uh, the new one that they they offer. Oh, my God. So good. Mm. So good. We got that. And then I got uh, curly fries from Arby's. 
and then we went to or i went to sonic and got us a uh they've got this new like oreo um cookie dough blast or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so good i'm lactose intolerant so my guts were <laughs> were revolting today oh that's but, why you're at the uh, toilet yeah okay yeah, that's Makes right. sense. yeah i'll try to to mute the mic when I have to flush, but otherwise I think we're okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mixed or, meals are the best. Mm-hmm. That's why I miss. They don't do them. You don't see them as much anymore. But the uh, the Taco Bell KFCs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the best. You don't have to go KFC's to multiple locations. KFCs always a regret. Yeah, it's always like mediocre. I feel it like sounds a, so good. Right. Like, what, like a couple times a year, I'm like, God, I drive past it. God, this sounds so good. And I remember KFC from my childhood and then mm-hmm. I get it. And like halfway through, I'm like, Ugh, this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> my <sick>. childhood died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It didn't quite hold up. I, yeah. uh, I've done that before. I can't remember like a specific meal. I've done it in a while, but, um, I do like the idea of that. I, I also had a friend who did like, um, I can't remember what he called it. Uh, it's like you, you go eat like you go eat like a full meal somewhere and then you go right after that to a whole other place and eat a full <laughs> meal. And it like the way he described it, like the, the way your stomach feels afterwards, like it's just so much regret that I, oh. I'm like, I don't know that I could ever do that. But it sounds also like a glorious idea. It's like, oh, man, I liked that meal. But second meal sounds pretty good. Mm hmm. Second meal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that would be that would be like so much food, like especially if you go like when you go to a fast food place, it's hard not to like gorge yourself because it's so cheap. And mm-hmm. you're like, well, let me throw in a couple of fucking McDonald's apple pies. Yeah. Let, uh, let me get how many McFlurry variants are there? Let me get them all. <laughs> all six. Oh, of them, the please. ice cream machines out. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> and you become incensed. You bought <laughs> you bought forty three thousand calories worth of uh a meal for seven dollars and you uh you start raising shit over at McDonald's, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Poor teenager behind the counter just not ready for it, but you know. It's it's COVID times. This is how we react now. So angrily. hmm Yeah. And without masks, just spitting in their face. <laughs> How dare you not give me my McFlurry? (laughs) Well, I've got that like that beer bong straw that I funnel through my mask now Mm. just to like, you know, trough it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's sexy. Uh, Brandy into that. Well, I mean, like certain things. (laughs) I keep asking her to not piss in it. (laughs) She she never doesn't do it, but, you know. I'll learn I just to just to just snorting up my soda so I can eat and drink at the same time. Oh wow! It's it's complicated. It's called recircular eating. Um, <laughs> that sounds so legit. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't question it. <laughs> wow, that's like you're living on a whole other planet. Mm-hmm. Living in the year three thousand. Yeah, it's crazy. Man, I gotta wake up. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of I'm jokes right and you. I can't think of anything. Hey, welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. We already started the show. <laughs> this, this is what we do every week. Every week it's the struggle. Like, oh, like, oh, what, what Why else? do we do what this? Else? What else? Uh, does anyone like this? Well, you guys uh, definitely wait. choose the right time to make a comedy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 10 o'clock Thank on you. Sunday Finally morning. someone gets it. <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah, I was thinking of so many man. jokes last night. Mm-hmm. Well, look, we'll, uh, we'll eventually knock off the rust as we, we get into this. This is the outtakes. First of all, nobody listens to the show. Certainly no one listens to the outtakes if they do listen to the show. <laughs> they hear that, that uh, ending theme music, and they're like, oh, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> it's over. It's over. <laughs> it's over. 
<laughs> what, there's 20 minutes left of this podcast? I don't think so. And I do not think so. It must be ads. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't have time to listen to Udible uh, uh, <laughs> commercials or whatever. Like knockoff Canadian fucking oh, I like that. commercials or whatever. What? Udibles? Oh, Audible. Wait, is that what you're talking about? Audible? The joke about, okay. I'm still working on caffeine this morning. I'll get there. I like this so far. That's great. Are, are you a, you're a coffee drinker, right? Um, I do sometimes, but uh, this morning I'm going for the energy drink. Um, if you can see it. I cannot. Yeah, I keep, <laughs> I really, <laughs> your background keeps getting into Monster Mule. Okay, yeah, you've talked about this. Yeah, uh, yeah, last yeah, time you were actually. Yeah. It's been on the podcast yeah. before. It's, yeah. a, it's yeah. the same can? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's still going. Wow. That's good it's stuff. Just, I just, uh, I keep spitting in it. Um, okay. And then it just keeps filling back up. I don't know. That's weird. Sounds sexy. It's a, it had that same can uh, since December when you were last on, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Makes sense. <laughs> still perking you up every morning. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah, everything's going great so far. <laughs> sync words are just flying left and right yeah. hard to choose yeah hard it's there's you know so many to choose from it's right at this point um you know i've <clears throat> already forgotten what we've discussed up to this point mm-hmm. <laughs> and honestly i'm just like so enthusiastic enthusiast sync word sync word okay there it is enthusiast <laughs> enthusiast <laughs> Uh, I'm enthused by your uh, your background, Ross. But uh, of course, we've already mentioned it in the show uh, at this point, um, since this is the, uh, the the very end of the show. Ooh, time's a flat circle. Um, let's just sink and get this shit over with. <laughs> get on with this fucking thing. All right. So, uh, what, enthused is that what what I said? Yeah, enthused. All right. Yeah, that's what enthusies. I got. Yeah. Okay. okay. So we'll we'll sink with enthused. On, on three. All right, one, two, three. Enthusiasts. Okay, there we go. All right, that's a good. So, one. Wow, right when we didn't think we were gonna have it, it just yeah. shows up out of nowhere. You know, that's how it works. <laughs> Swooped in like Superman saved the day. You know, I guess. <laughs>